Hello everyone and welcome to episode 53 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt and uh, we're going to talk about a decent amount of news and some games we have been playing. The second half will be not necessarily video game related, but we're going to list our top five favorite Marvel movies. Yeah, it's because Endgame. Yeah, because Endgame just released and it would have been a top ten, but I have a feeling that that would make the podcast go longer than it normally does. Yeah, I have a very strong feeling that our lists are, are not going to overlap at not all. They're not going to overlap even a little bit, probably. I, I think there will be one. Maybe two. We'll see how it pans out. Right. I think it would have been two if I had changed one of mine. Mm. But I I thought about it way too much, and I still don't even think my list is accurate. But I that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so to get into it, the news... Um, you know, actually, I'm going to rearrange this, because that Sonic the Hedgehog trailer, Yeah. what the fuck was happening? Like, what ac- What actually is, what is life? <laughs> did you see that they're changing it? I did! They announced that they're changing it, and that makes it even more crazy, because, okay, you you put out this trailer, right. and Sonic looks like a fucking nightmare creation, right? I, I kind of liked it, oh, in God. a bad way. Well, yeah, it's hilariously bad. I'll right, right. be there. Uh, I think, like, wow, Sonic did not deserve this. <laughs> but that exact design leaked right. months ago, mm-hmm. and everyone hated it then. Mm-hmm. So what was the difference now that people saw the trailer and were like, oh, still hideous, I hate this? I don't know, I feel like there was and... more outrage now. I, that's because maybe people didn't believe it before. They yeah, were like, yeah. well, it can't look like this. Yeah. But I knew it looked like that. <laughs> and so, yeah, so they are changing it. I Just wonder... changing the look. I mean, they're not changing the movie as far as I no. understand. And so, <clears throat> that will not help. No, did you see Jeff Gersman's tweet? No, How, like, I did not. He said, I have a, I have a feeling that changing his... Uh, Changing his look won't really affect the movie. No, I mean, it definitely <laughs> won't. But there are so many things, questions I have. That, so it seems like Sonic came from Sonic World into the human world, all right? Yes. And then at the end of the trailer, there's like Jim Carrey looks like actual Eggman. And he's like surrounded by fucking mushrooms or something, which is like what the second world and sonic and knuckles looks like right or something so like maybe he gets transported there at the end and that's why he like or maybe like the final fight is there oh that would be cool i'm convinced that because, they're trying to make this into a franchise because i if you remember they like they had like these the big coins and it seems like that might be mm. the way that they're kind of going between worlds yeah and I, oh god i just i why is it like a buddy cop film why is it a buddy cop film? Because Sonic. Yeah, everyone's favorite <laughs> cop sidekick. Who is that actor? Why I, does he look so familiar? I mean, Ben Schwartz is Sonic, but who is the main cop? Guy? I know who you, I. He looks familiar. He I, looks very familiar, and I don't. I, I don't know who it is. I didn't care enough to look it yeah, up. Dude, me either. But <clears throat> there are multiple upsetting things to me about this trailer. Like Jim Carrey is Eggman, okay? Why why um does he not really act like Eggman? He like basically is just Ace Ventura from the <sighs> like he's channeling crazy Jim Carrey from the mid 90s. It but looks it's like not funny Jim Carrey. Either. Oh, I didn't think anything was funny. No, like and that's the, it's like bad Jim Carrey. Yeah. And um it, like that one scene where he just kept interrupting, that was like 
bad Dr. Evil. The one funny thing I did think was when he picks up Sonic's fur that is apparently electric mm -hmm. and licks it. Why would you do that? Why would you pick up some unknown hair off the floor and lick it? Also, why the fuck would it be electric? Because as we know about Sonic, his fur is electric. So take take away everything about how it's not funny and how it looks terrible. And you, in your mind's eye, you say, when I think about Sonic the Hedgehog, this is the music I think about. Right. And normal humans, maybe they would say, like, the song from Green Hill Zone. Probably. Or, like, City Escape from Sonic Adventure 2. Or, you know, a Sonic song. But no one ever said Gangster's Paradise. But that's what was in the trailer. <laughs> like, what? I, I'm just... The one thing I'm trying Who to figure... Who is this for? I, that's a good question. Because, like, how do you even make a decent Sonic movie? Like, what would happen? Oh, you wouldn't. Like, if you were, right. try, if you were trying to make a successful media franchise, you would not make a Sonic movie. So uh, that's their first mistake. Actually, that's probably not... Fair. I mean, okay, like, if there was a Sonic Boom movie... I was going to say Sonic Boom. And what's crazy is the writers of the Sonic Boom show, I feel like, actually understand what humor is. Yes. Perhaps they did not when they were making this film. Did you see it said, like, the producers of Fast and yeah, Furious? Yeah, which I don't know what that means. I didn't look it up. Does that mean that Justin Lin is uh, doing it? I don't know. I don't know. Well, there's not enough drifting, if that's the case. Well... That we have seen yet. We, he, he could drift, I guess. I Sonic could drift, I guess. But, yeah... Well, ugh, so many questions. I can't wait to see this movie. Oh, it's, it's gonna be such a shit show. We could probably go opening day and we Oh, and we would be the, only, be people. the only people in the theater? <laughs> Hell yeah, for sure. Do you think you can get uh, Willie to get, see that? Or no, no, no. He won't even go see Detective Pikachu with me. Wow. So I. You know how I said Detective Pikachu is going to be a bad movie? Yeah, it's going to not going to be a bad movie. No, yeah, I, compared to this. Compared at least, to this, it's going to be like the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Holy shit! I that comes out next Friday. Yeah, yeah. I do not have tickets. I have heard like I guess like. Japanese like yeah screenings and stuff have seen it and it sounds like people are people seem it. to enjoy it yeah I've seen positive buzz which mm -hmm. I I was expecting it to be good anyways but it will definitely be better than this yes so like that's one of the things where I think that this movie would be bad no matter what mm -hmm. but I think the fact that this trailer came out right around the same time that Detective Pikachu is coming out and like being made where people reacted very favorably to the Pikachu design that they had because, mm -hmm. like, while it looks more realistic and, like, furry, whereas Pikachu, I always assumed, was just, like, a weird, like, smooth skin thing. I don't know. I always assumed it was, like, a little mouse. I mean, yeah, but it doesn't, like... I don't know. You can tell when the Pokemon designs have hair in the thing. Like, that... He very clearly looked like he was, like, smooth skin like ours. Mm. Whatever. But right, it's right. different from what people said and, or thought... And people still liked it. Like, some of mm -hmm. them, like, Greninja looks really creepy, but I'm still okay with that design. Right. Whereas then people saw Sonic and were like, oh, this is a nightmare. Like, this is an actual hellacious nightmare that we are living in now. Yeah, like, how do you... You don't ask anyone? Like, I don't oh, understand. It's like... I assume that it's like an Avatar The Last Airbender film thing where... 
M. Night Shyamalan was given, like, counsel from the people who created Avatar, and he told them to get fucked, this is my movie, you made the original, this is my vision, and so that's why, one of the many reasons why it was so garbage. I bet that Sega was like, hey man, wouldn't it be cool if he, like, had his weird one single eye thing, or, -hmm. like, it looked more like weird anime eyes, and someone was like, no, this is real live-action Sonic. You guys don't know what you're talking about. I can tell you where we know the actor that's playing with Sonic. Where do we know him from? He was an X-Men. He was Cyclops. He's Cyclops! Fuck! (laughs) Oh, man! God, I hate Cyclops. Holy shit. But... That's not helping the actor. That's case. not helping for me, no. <laughs> Boy. <sighs> He's in the in X-Men 3. Mm-hmm. Killed him. Yeah. Just burned into a crisp. It is a new actor now, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're all pretty different... much new. Yeah. Because well, They'll younger. probably still die in the new one. Because that's one of the main parts of the <laughs> Yeah, because she's... Like, there's a whole Phoenix movie coming out, right? Yeah, it's the same movie, which is annoying to me. Mm. But... Maybe it'll be better. I think it will be better, and I think it will be a good movie. I just, as someone who read X-Men, I think gotta put that storyline to bed, Mm. dude. I can't... Never again. But yeah, Sonic... They're trying to make this a film franchise. And so... The other thing to me is, like... You think about the Mario movie. Mm -hmm. Not great... Which they're rumored to be making another Which, one. Which, that is true. DreamWorks is making it, so it will be animated, and he will look like Mario, I assume, right? So, it will be interesting to have, like, three large mascot characters like Pikachu, Sonic, and Mario. Mm-hmm. Two of them will be alright looking, at least. And then we have Nightmare Factory here, which he could maybe... I think the only thing they can change without, like, having to redo so much of the movie... Is his eyes. Right. Like, they can basically just make it look like Sonic's eyes. I don't think that he's gonna, like, become weird and smooth like actual Sonic and, like, more dark blue. Like, he's still gonna look like a freaky animal man. Well, he can't, because, like, that would change a lot of the scenes with, like, the fur and stuff. I know. So, like, I... Maybe fix his nose? Where are the Chaos Emeralds? When is the Shadow the Hedgehog spinoff movie? I think this is going to be a glorious train wreck. Okay, so I also think this, but think about how they made multiple live-action Garfield movies. They're going to make another one of these, regardless of whether or not it tanks. Yeah, but Garfield, like, there's at least a decent story there you can build off. (sighs) I don't know if that's true. There's only so much you can do about a cat who likes lasagna and hates Mondays. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw. All I know about Sonic is that he likes to go fast right. and looks like a monster human. Well, and he's gonna save the world. Yeah, he is with his cop buddy. I also do not understand who the villain is because it seems like Eggman is the bad guy, but is he the one causing the weird like electromagnetic disturbances? That he is sent there in the first place to investigate? Sonic would be. I guess. Because he's electric and he's going He is electric. I mean, like, in reality, he would just break the sound barrier. That would do nothing. But apparently he shuts down the power grid of half the planet. Because of his speed. So if I gotta go fast. (laughs) Do you want... Okay. 
is he going to say hot Sonic catchphrases like gotta go fast and you're too slow? Uh, uh, most definitely. Can't wait. It's going to be a great movie <clears throat> for me. Us. Yeah, it, us. Will be, I, it will be a hilarious movie. Not in the way it's intended to be hilarious. No. Because <clears throat> all those jokes by Jim Carrey made me sad. All of them. Also, speaking of sad things, how about the Xbox Sad? That's coming out. Is that the... It I, is, I saw this okay, and so I didn't it know is, what you meant. It is the discless Xbox that is digital only, That's... but it is called the Xbox S, or Xbox One S, mm-hmm. all digital, oh, which so abbreviates is, okay. to Sad. If I was a marketing person, I would not want my device to be abbreviated to Sad, but who knows? Also, it's two hundred dollars. Is it two fifty? Uh, it might be. It's two hundred or two fifty. It's two hundred. The same price as like a regular Xbox. I, which was yeah. what I was gonna say is I bought my Xbox One S for two twenty five mm-hmm. last year or two years ago. So you know <laughs> they've probably gone down in price so like you can literally just buy one with a disc so it does drive. it does cost the same amount as a regular xbox one s okay right that's weird in itself yes but it's all digital right so you would expect that they remove the disc drive you get an increased hard drive mm-hmm. that's not the no. case it's still the same as the original xbox one s which is weird and then it also looks like a photoshopped xbox one s where someone just photoshopped out the disk drive. Right. You would think also that they would change the form factor because it could be smaller. Mm-hmm. No. No. They just like, they, they were in the factory line. They were like, get the disk drive out of there. And right. now it's gone. Yeah. I, I just. It's I, so strange. I, because it, there is no benefit. No. At all. I mean, if it was like 100 or $150, a different story. I guess, but like even then, you to compensate for the disk drive being gone, especially if it's the same price, mm. you would make the hard drive bigger because right. games are huge now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it seems just like a bizarre thing. Like maybe oh. they're just trying to get rid of the rest of the stock they have or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I I thought it was a cool concept when it kept being leaked, but mm. then in reality, it is sad. I like I don't know. It just seems bizarre that it is coming out and is not really any different. There is no real benefit because also like if you're looking to buy an Xbox One S as opposed to an Xbox One X, you're probably also looking to buy a bunch of like cheaper disc-based games and stuff like that, or right. like used games, which you wouldn't be able to do with this thing unless they're really pushing Xbox Game Pass. Which they, with that, they announced the, the gold Game Pass Gold combo. Right. So, I mean, th- that still isn't, like, a super great deal. I think it's going to be 15 It is, which is, like, if you do the math, it's, like, slightly cheaper than paying for both for a year or whatever. Mm. So, I mean, I guess. But it's not, like, some, like, crazy savings no, no, that no. we're all but if excited it, about. If you pay monthly, it's $10 each a month. So, yeah. I mean... Tech, so there is the saving technically there. yeah but i mean you could also just pay 60 dollars for a year of xbox live so and then 60 dollars for game pass. game pass yeah um yeah that's when i when i heard about it i thought oh that could be neat and then they 
it was the exact same. Yeah, and it's it was the same price. Very and weird. You, you just go, well, who's this for? And no one is the answer. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. And it also seems like really late in the console cycle for them to be putting out a new skew of a device, especially when it doesn't really offer anything. Right. It, like takes away offerings. Yes. <laughs> so that's weird. Um, the next story up is that uh, Epic bought psionics the developers of rocket league mm -hmm. which i thought was really funny because right. everyone was like epic you gotta stop buying exclusives right right it's not fair and then they were like all right and then they bought a studio instead which and then if it people freaked out because they're buying so rocket league. initially their wording of it made it seem like Rocket League was being pulled off of Steam right. when it goes down the Epic Store because of the way they worded it was something like, "We the Steam version will continue to be supported even after it's on the Epic Game Store, which mm -hmm. like sounds in the wording like they were removing it from Steam. I saw a bunch of weird clarification articles today that they claim they're not doing that, mm. but I don't know if that's actually true. Like I don't know if that was an Epic spokesperson saying that or if that was just people saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, but either way, that's weird. It's like, weird... I don't know why they would buy a studio for that. I mean, Rocket League is a huge game and maybe right. if they're outside of like them trying to make their store big, maybe they're trying to find another property that can keep them afloat in case Fortnite ever falls through the cracks or something. Yeah. Cause uh, I mean, like I, I saw people saying like, Oh, this is going to be the new EA and they're just going to destroy this, this destroy Rocket League now. And all I kept thinking is they were originally developers. They've been developing games for like thirty years. Yeah, I mean they I, they don't can studios like EA does. They have no history of that. No, and then like I would assume that Psionics is ridiculously like wealthy because right. of the amount of content they've put out for Rocket League, and like they are probably just self sustainable. Right. Like now, I mean, Epic would get a cut of whatever they make from now on, but I would assume that they, even if they just kept pumping out content for Rocket League, like they would still be fine mm -hmm. even in that way. Like I, I still don't get how Rocket League still sells as well as it does because I feel like at this point, how does everyone on the planet not own Rocket League in some right. form? Because it's given away for free all the time and like it's on pretty much every platform mm -hmm. that exists. So it's everyone should have rocket league at this point and i but i guess people really like buying the weird microtransactions of like hats and car types and like weird shit also or maybe they're just buying it multiple times like oh i gotta get it on my switch now i which i've seen some people say that uh but they're all cross-play now i think except for ps4 so mm -hmm. maybe you just gotta get one on any other console and one on ps4 <laughs> Well, I meant more like, oh, I gotta buy it on Switch so I can take it on the go type of thing. Yeah, which is fair. Right. Um, I, yeah, I don't. I Rocket League's alright. I like Rocket League. I realized at a certain point that I would never be good at mm -hmm. it, and so I, I didn't play it as much as a lot of people, right. but it is a very cool game, and I enjoyed it when it first came out. And I think that's what made it blow up, was that it was free on PlayStation Plus when it launched. So it got a bunch of people into it that wouldn't have normally even looked at it. Which it was also early-ish in the PlayStation cycle. Mm -hmm. So people were just looking for... Looking for anything to play. And right. yeah, it came out at like the exact right time. Because right. they had a game before it 
that was called some dumbass thing like super powered rocket cars yes whatever and it like did pretty poorly yeah but they had a passionate user base i think it was a ps3 exclusive uh yeah because that was uh one of the uh no clip documentaries yeah he did he interviewed rocket league yeah and so like it it didn't do very well for them but it had like a passionate fan base and so they tried to move up to the next thing and it took off which is because if you look at that last game their first game like it's almost the exact same thing from what i understand it didn't play as well it was yeah but it it was like basically yeah yeah it was it was soccer with cars yeah which is a cool concept Mm -hmm. so that that was an interesting one i was not expecting that Mm -hmm. to occur I'm curious to see if they buy any other developers now. Yeah, I mean, like... Or what's going to happen. Because, I mean, if they can start... Do you think they're going to make, like, a Rocket League 2? No, I... Do you think that's just a platform? I think at this point it's just a platform. So then, like, what is the studio going to do? They, like, every so often they put out strange, like, modes that give, like, power-ups and weird stuff, new arenas. So that, I, they just do Rocket League, and that's what you expect them to continue that, That's to what do. I would expect, but I, maybe they will start something else, or maybe they have something else in development on the side that mm-hmm. the Rocket League microtransactions are funding, but I mean, they haven't said anything. Right, like that, right. So. I'm just wondering, I have no idea how big that studio is, either. I would assume they were very small originally. I would right. assume that they're probably pretty large now, but... Just for people to like manage the servers and mm-hmm. do a whole bunch of like content deals because they get weird licensed stuff. Like they had Fast and the Furious cars, and oh, it, yeah, at yeah, one yeah. point, like the DeLorean of Back to the Future crossover event and shit like that. So <laughs> they probably have people doing that. Um, the next thing on here, which I thought was crazy, was Mortal Kombat 11 came right. out last Tuesday. And. When the Switch version came out, someone looked at the code and said, Hey, guess what? All the DLC character names are in here. And... Sure. Uh, So, the past few Mortal Kombat games and Injustice games have had guest characters as DLC. Did you see this list at all? No, I didn't. Okay, well, get ready. Alright. Injustice 2 I really liked because they added, like, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that was cool. And that was really cool. I thought that was a good one. Um... And then they also they added Raiden and Sub Zero because obviously they make both, and mm. so that that's weird. Well, Scorpion was in the Scorpion first was Injustice. in the first Injustice, right? But in Mortal Kombat, the thing they had been doing was getting horror movie characters, so right. like uh, Leatherface, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, stuff like stuff like that. Yeah. So this may not be all of them. There may be four more. Um, but these are the names that were in the folders, so even if they decide to get rid of some of them, this is largely what it's going to be. The Joker, um, which I think is crazy, because it means not Joker from Persona, but Joker from from, Warner Brothers, because Warner Brothers owns NetherRealm, so they could get the Joker. Which, there is that movie coming out. And it is, is that movie rated R? That was my thing. Because in Mortal Kombat versus DC, they couldn't have fatalities, Mm -hmm. because they didn't want them hurting those characters. But if he is in this game, they will have to be doing fatalities on him. And I wonder he'll if, be doing fatalities. I wonder on if people. they'll be okay with like the Joker specifically. That's what I was thinking because people were thinking that like, right, I don't right. know. That seems kind of weird. Uh, the other guest characters were Terminator. Okay, which that would be cool, yeah. especially if they get Arnold's likeness. <laughs> which and, they had uh, Alien last game. Yeah, Alien uh, and Predator in right. the last game. So it would be cool if they got Arnold's likeness. Uh, Ash from Evil Dead. Which would be, that would be interesting. Um, I would take that. I can't remember the other one. But 
I just remember being like, I don't really care about those. Mm. What I think is crazy is like there were Mortal Kombat characters that were left out right. that people have wanted for a long time. Like they removed human smoke and they removed reptile and like all these characters and in the new Mortal Kombat, which I'll talk about later. One of the main story points is they just bring all the characters through time and it doesn't matter. Everyone's alive. Right. So they, it doesn't even matter. But there are just so many characters that people are complaining about that mm. didn't come back. And the fucking DLC characters are, like, Nightwolf, who's just, like, the Native American guy, which, like, for some reason people really want Nightwolf. I don't like Nightwolf as a character, so mm. that's interesting. That's weird. Uh, Fujin, which, like, no one likes the game that Fujin is from. Mortal Kombat 4 is a trash factory. Right. So that's weird. I mean, they could make him cool in a modern context. Right. But it was mostly guest characters and then, like... A bunch of like weird no name Mortal Kombat characters. I wonder if the guest characters sell better. Probably they probably do. Probably do, but I also I wonder if that's the case because the people who are gonna buy the Mortal Kombat Fighter Pass are gonna be people who are way into Mortal Kombat that are still playing it when mm. they come out. Like, is that a regular person? Or is that just like people who are gonna be playing it in tournament, you know what I mean? I, I mean, Mortal Kombat has m- much more... It has a much more wide stream, uh, like, effect over right. people. But I just... When that comes out in, like, five or six months, like, are people still... G- that are just casual Mortal Kombat players, like, do they still mm-hmm. give a shit? I don't know. That, yeah, that's I, always the thing I wonder about season passes with fighting games, is, like... See, I, if you don't get them out fast enough... Oh, Shang Tsung is one, because uh, they announced him beforehand. Right, though, right. So, like, everyone knew Shang Tsung. I'm just kind of wondering if, like... You're a big fan of, like, DC, but not necessarily... Like, you liked Mortal Kombat, but you've fallen off, and then you're like, oh, they're adding the Joker. I guess I'm sh- going to go back into it. I don't know if, like, maybe the the guest characters kind of bring people back better. I have no idea. I Let me look up the rest of the list real quick, because I know that there is one or two characters that I am forgetting that I... All right. Uh, MK11... DLC leak. Yeah. Spawn. 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 And so, I people were so upset by that because Spawn was one of the first guest characters in fighting games. Period. Which started with Soul Calibur two, and on mm. each console they had a guest character. GameCube had Link, right. which was super dope. PS2 had Heihachi, made sense for Tekken, and Xbox had Spawn because Xboxes are edgy, and so Spawn. Uh, and so people hated that back then. I think that Spawn looks like a Mortal Kombat character. Like, I think that of all the characters, Spawn fits the most perfectly with the dumb universe that they have created. Because, like, you could confuse him for Ermac or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's really dumb. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Who knows? I mean, these characters could be fun to play. They could be. Uh, so yeah, Spawn, and then yeah, Ash from Evil Dead, or Army of Darkness. Sorry, mm. Shang Tsung. Yeah. Are you serious? This article doesn't list them all. I hate you. So like, there was a huge list then. That was. It eight. was very large, like eleven characters or something. Wow. This is crazy. None of these things actually say the fucking like. Hmm. This is what we get for the internet. The internet was a mistake. Yeah, that's that's. I just I specifically remember Fujin and mm. uh, Nightwolf and thinking like, really. 
Sindel. She is a Mortal Kombat character. I do not like Sindel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one that I forgot was Shiva, which is Goro's female counterpart. She is in the story mode. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Uh, she is in the story mode, and they redesigned her in a cool way for the mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat comics, so I could see Shiva being a very reasonable choice. They already modeled her, so, like, of right, course. Right. But they fucking also modeled, like, My Boy Cyrax, and Sector, and Cyber Sub-Zero, and fucking Ermac, and every character that's ever existed, and we don't get those, though. Mm. Which they did that in the last game. You could fight Reptile in the story mode. Like, it was actually a fight. They didn't add him as DLC. You couldn't play as Reptile. Shit was fucked up. I'm sure people liked that. Oh, people were so psyched. You could mod it on PC so you could play as him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, come on, dude. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, they had had a bad time with the Mortal Kombat 11 launch. And I bet that the DLC plans leaking did not make it any better. Yeah, because, like... a the one mode was just like way too hard right yeah so there's a lot of weird stuff that happened and i can talk about that when i talk about it um but then like also the pc version is like fucking broken for a lot of people like my brother can't even run like he can get into the menu um Mm -hmm. and then the second you try to do anything it just like crashes or like specifically like sayjam when he was streaming if you would try to record in training mode it would crash he had to buy a PS4 and a capture card for PS4 so he could stream Mortal Kombat oh, as, yeah. like, the foremost Mortal Kombat commentator mm. that there is. But, yeah, the PC version for some people works really great, and then others it just doesn't. And so that was, uh, it was, they did not make that version. They mm. hired out someone to make the port, mm. and so that's probably... Did they uh, hire out for the Switch port? I do not know. Because did you hear about the moves and like how some of them are different? That is true of the PC version as well. The PC oh, version good. does not have the correct patch that the console versions have right. because they use a special thing. Instead of always having to push out patches, they have tweak variables, they call them. So mm-hmm. like they can just change numbers behind the scenes to make things change. Right. Which is also one of the main reasons why people really don't like the way they do things. Mm-hmm. Is because when you're a professional fighting game player, right. you don't want there to be a patch like every other fucking day. Mm-hmm. And if there is, you want there to be patch notes, not just something they can change immediately. So the one that was noticeable immediately was Kotal Khan had a broken tick throw. Like, it was so fucking broken, and you could get it 100% of the time. They changed that on launch day, Mm -hmm. but then, like, you don't know that they actually fixed it. Oh. They just... It just happens. Mm. So there's stuff like that. So I think that is one of the main problems that NetherRealm has, is that they don't let things sit for long enough. If someone says, like, oh, this is broken, they Mm. overreact and react immediately. Whereas, like... You want it to be more like Smash Ultimate is doing it, where people were like for months, like, oh, this character's broken or this character's broken, and then it turns out K. Roll sucks shit, and no one even uses him in tournament because he's just like easy to get around once you figure it out. Oh no! People were talking about like, oh, he's really dumb and broken. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. I mean, he's still a good character. I oh, think right. Smash Ultimate's pretty balanced, but he's mm-hmm. not like top tier tournament. Like you're gonna win every tournament with this mm-hmm. character, which people thought originally. Oh okay. So then when the patch notes did come out. No one really got nerfed most of the time, unless it was me, and then Wolf got nerfed. But uh, 
they were reasonable things or characters got buffed up. Like, they mm-hmm. buffed Pac-Man, they buffed Me Too. It's not like where, oh shit, this is, people are saying this is broken, we have to fix it right away. And Although that's it's just like, another realm design philosophy. That's if something bad. is legitimately like, broken. Like, legitimately broken, like when characters have infinites, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. different. But, you know, that wasn't mm-hmm. really happening. Right. So... That's just their. That's been their design philosophy since Mortal Kombat Nine, and it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I think competitively their games are really strange to me. But yeah. yeah. So, anyways, it probably sucked for them that they were going through a whole bunch of other issues, and yeah. then someone was like, "Here's all the DLC, my man." <laughs> they're like, "What the fuck? Who made the Switch version? Yeah. What's going on here?" Just like folders and things referring to those names, like, "Fuck, dude." That That's may- the kind of shit Nintendo does. That leads me to believe that it might not have been NetherRealm. Maybe. Uh, or they just didn't expect people to have hacked the Switch so fast. Uh, you always have to assume that. <laughs> I mean, sure. You have to. I mean, I knew people had hacked the Switch yeah. in that way, but who knows? Because that's how people were finding out stuff about Smash. Right, right. So, like, whatever. The next news story, I think, is one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my entire life. As we know... Sony, they're not coming to E3 this year. Mm-hmm. So that means their time slot of uh, 6 p.m. PST was is free. You would think, like, hey, would Microsoft move up to that? No. Square Enix is taking their time slot to do their press conference. Now, that's usually Monday, right? Uh, it is Monday, yeah. Because I think I came over to here. You did, yeah. And watched that. I don't remember watching it at 9 o'clock, but I guess we did. It is, yeah. It, it doesn't feel that long because Ubisoft mm. goes beforehand and that, like, leads right into it generally. Mm. Or you have, like, an hour or two gap or whatever. Yeah, because I remember Sunday we watched, you know, all of them. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't able to watch Ubisoft because of yeah. work. Do you think you're going to take the day off Monday? Maybe. We'll see how it pans out. I'm not as excited as I could be, but I... no, I mean, I'll be home for this press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the only one that matters to me now because... You look at past Square Enix press conferences, it is hilariously bad. Like, it was two or three years ago when it looked like they were putting on a PowerPoint presentation in a high school auditorium. Mm -hmm. That was the one where they announced Nier Automata, which turned out to be a great game. And a lot of things they showed there turned out to be really great. But it was a bad press conference. Like, it was like baby's first press conference from a fucking company that's been around since the mid to late 80s, okay? Like, there's no excuse for that. And I, to be fair, they are a Japanese company. Maybe they were not, like, consulting U.S. people or, like, what this should look like. Mm-hmm. And so then they didn't do one the year after, and I was like, man, bummer. I wanted to see if they were really going to step up their game. This past year they did one, and boy, did it also suck. It was so funny. It was much more Americanized, I yes. think. Uh, but it did definitely suck shit. Yeah. Like, nothing worthwhile was shown. They showed The Quiet Man. They showed Kingdom Hearts, a terrible trailer. They showed the trailer that they had already shown somewhere else for Kingdom Hearts. But the audio was off. The audio was not correct. Uh, (laughs) They showed more of Tomb Raider, which I already showed a live demo of somewhere else. And, like, it didn't make sense and was coming out very soon. Uh, They showed Dragon Quest, which was bizarre because it had been out in Japan for over a year. So, like, there was no new info. Like, everyone already knew that. Uh... And just like the the quiet man, I can't get mm-hmm. over. What a fucking terrible thing! Uh, so like, hopefully they do better this year. But I also hope that it's hilarious. 
because it'll be prime time now. Yeah. It won't be at like fucking 10 a.m. or whatever time it was at. I don't think I'm going to come over. Sorry. <sighs> Boy, I can't wait. I, I'll watch it, but I'm I don't f- think I'm going to come over. I'm throwing a party. Shit's going to be so dope. <laughs> so now I have to come over. Baby. I So my yeah. other part about the Square Enix press conference is I literally don't know what they can show. Because they sold Hitman. So IO became independent, and now they're being published by Warner Brothers, for Hitman 2 at least. The last Tomb Raider game, I think, came out too recently for them to show another Tomb Raider game, I think. Well, I don't even know what they're doing with Tomb Raider. Oh, I would assume... I And yeah, that's another thing, where all of their games seem to perform under their expectations. Well, so no, like, are I they was going to say... another Tomb Raider? That's the end of the trilogy, and that voice actress said she doesn't want to do She doesn't want to do it anymore, yeah. So... So, I, I don't... Regardless, it would be too soon, even if they were making another Tomb Raider game, right? So, that's crazy. Uh, they could show the Final Fantasy XIV expansion which all most of the info about that is already out there and it's been playable at trade shows and it'll be coming out in July. So like, why would you really show that? Uh, they did just announce the kingdom hearts three DLC, uh, like what it's called and what it will entail. So in theory, they could have a trailer for kingdom hearts three DLC, right? But none of those are full games. People would like to believe that they're going to show gameplay of the final fantasy seven remake. Mm-hmm. which is possible. It has been way too long since they have showed that. Um, but then, like, the rest of the stuff would be things that no one gives a shit about, like uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S right. for Switch, which is like, hey, guess what? It looks like fucking Dragon Quest Eleven. It's mm-hmm. just coming to the Switch. Like, what do you have for that? They could show the, oh. a trailer for the new Life is Strange, the third episode right. just launched, or the trailer came out or something. They can show something about that Babylon's Fall. Oh, I forgot about that game, yeah. Because, like, Platinum, but, like, they didn't show anything. No, and Platinum also just announced the other day they're making two new IPs, mm-hmm. like, brand new IPs, which, like, yo, stop, you're making too many games, dude. Yeah, because they did Just Cause 4, but that was released in December. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't think they would have another Just Cause. No, in time. no Like, I, I just don't think that there is anything for them to really show unless they have had a bunch of other studios and, like, forgotten IPs that people just don't remember, like, if they're gonna fucking bring back Soul Reaver or something. Like, the, the Tokyo RPG Factory, their newer game that will be coming out sometime this year, they could show that. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, it's just... There is nothing... Unless they show the Final Fantasy VII Remake, I don't think they have anything that is, like, worth even having a press conference for. Right. So... Yeah. It's very interesting. It is. I, I'm curious, especially if it goes like the full time slot that Sony used to take. Oh, it'll which be which is like two and a half, three hours. It's gonna be a half hour because <laughs> that's what it was last time. I know, but why take that slot then? Like, why not just maybe no one else would take it? I guess. I mean, I if I was Microsoft, I would have taken it. Do you think Monday is better than Sunday night? I I think that wait, Microsoft is Monday. Usually, it's in the early afternoon. Microsoft is Sunday because that I, we came over and we had a barbecue. It was Sunday. A, it was Sunday that time. Every other year, it has been Monday oh, in okay. the morning. So I, I I I don't know what it is this year. I kind of assumed they would stick with the Sunday afternoon. I just assumed Monday because we watched that and then we watched Bethesda. Because I would just guess that Monday at six p.m. PST is good for everywhere in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like anyone would be able to watch it at that time. So I, if I was Microsoft, I would have taken that slot. 
but maybe because Square has had a booth for so many years, they get seniority because they would have been around before Microsoft was around to have a booth. So that's crazy. Yeah. Because fucking what have they done recently? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just think it will be funny. Right. And I am very excited for it. So I can't believe of all the companies that could take their time slot, that prime time time slot, that is what happens. Is that what, were they on Sunday last year? Square, yeah. Was it like 11 a.m. or is it some really weird early time? Because I think it was Square and then it went right into Microsoft and then it went into Bethesda. Right? Yeah. Which is the case. Bethesda has theirs again this year, too. And mm. fucking... <laughs> it's going to be like the Fallout 76 apology hour. And Doom. Doom will be cool, but they're not going to have to apologize about Doom. I've actually heard people say like they're not getting Doom because Bethesda lied to them, which I've tried to explain to them. It is very different than Bethesda. But... Oh, wait. It, I, yeah, it's not even close to the same. Yeah, yeah. Dog outside, that makes sense. Uh... I just like yeah, Bethesda's is weird too because yeah. yeah, they can show Doom and they can show Wolfenstein, but they don't have anything else. Can they? Sh- they may have to show Starfield. I don't think they can. Sh- I don't think that game is even actually like in full development. You think they're all hands on deck? Fallout seventy six. Well, no, I just think they have not had enough time to develop Starfield because I think that same team was making Fallout seventy six. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. They have multiple teams. I was going to so say, whatever. So, yeah. I know what a lot of people want Elder Scrolls 6. And well, that's not coming out until after Starfield. Egg, so that's going to be like 2025. Like fucking, yeah, a million years from now. But, yeah. Which you're excited for Starfield. I would, yeah. It's, the Elder Scrolls, but in space, that's like mm-hmm. my dream. So I'm ready. But I still don't have faith that they will show that anytime soon i'm just saying they might have to i mean they'll definitely be i guarantee there'll be 76 dlc who who is to say that there won't just be a 45 minute andrew wk concert we don't know (laughs) (laughs) what we do we do not that was the highlight of e3 for me Andrew WK having a fantastic time, and everyone else in the audience not is having just, a fantastic no, time. No, just confused. Just a decidedly bad time. <laughs> but you know what? No one was interested, but he gave it his all. Yeah, he sure fucking did. <laughs> uh, it didn't. It didn't slow him down. And no, that is a true not. professional. <laughs> he sure is a true professional, Andrew WK. Uh, <laughs> The next uh, news story is something that I am very, very excited about. A few months ago, they announced Persona 5 The Royal, mm. uh, and it was like the world's shortest teaser trailer, and the only thing we got out of it what is that it was coming to PS4. We have received the info that they did at the Persona concert series. I'm going to preface this by saying that I'm very upset that it is coming out in Japan this year august 31st and it is not coming into the u.s until an undisclosed time in 2020 i have been screwed Mm -hmm. but the amount of content that they are adding i understand i will give them a pass this time when i worldwide releases forever when i read this first i thought you wrote down ps5 trailer came out and i was just like holy shit it's coming out in october in japan And then I started reading it more, and I got more and more confused about how any of this had to do with 
the PS5, and then I read it again, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's Persona. So, the main thing is you do go through the two semesters of school in mm-hmm. Persona 5. There will now be a third semester of time, which I said there would have to be more time because you can't... The game is already too packed with stuff. You can't add more events and also add another dungeon in there unless there is more time but the game's already too long well you know what matt now it's longer and i'm very excited because like that that's like 130 hours isn't it oh it's gonna be more than that and now they're adding like another like third that's what's up that's too much no it's the perfect that's gonna be like 180 hours the perfect amount of time (laughs) for me you're gonna spend an entire month playing persona 5 that sounds dope i can't wait (laughs) okay that's that's a lot of persona Uh, 5 and so the the girl they showed in the previous teaser was not a female main character she is a new character in kasumi yoshizawa Mm -hmm. she is a gymnast she transfers to your school and uh she will be your new party member they showed a new confidant, which are like the social links of people you talk to. He is a counselor, a school counselor. Uh, specifically, the scene they showed was him talking to Anne about some heinous shit that may happen to her at the beginning of Persona 5. I guess no spoilers if you did not play. Um, so that's cool. I think he will be a cool confidant. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, the bad part about this is that in Persona 4, the mascot character Teddy was a little berry turned into a human. I hated Teddy, and then he turned into a human, and I hated him even more. Uh, Morgana mm-hmm. looks like she turned... Or he, sorry, it sounds like a girl to me, but it is a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Turns the- into a human in this game as well. Okay. Uh, they did not come out and say that. They just showed the character in some dialogue, but it was the exact dialogue that Morgana would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks sort of like what Morgana would like in a human form. That's terrible. They're trying to see if I can out you know outdo my heady my hatred for teddy and see if we can hate morgana the same amount now that see, sucks did you hate teddy when you were playing P- persona 4 i did yeah he's really annoying but you didn't hate morgana uh i wasn't a huge fan of morgana okay. but he was not a human so he didn't like show up in most of the scenes or right. like as many scenes but now that he is a human he will be in all the scenes and i'll be like boy Mm. and teddy was like an idiot and was mainly used as comic relief and so i have a feeling morgana will be used the same and it will upset me Mm. and they always make the weird mascot character when they turn into a human like really horny for all the ladies and like that's a weird japanese thing but i also don't think that's funny and uh i think that will be the same thing that happens here okay um there will be new parts of the city specifically they partnered with some like darts company in japan it's called like live darts and they show them playing darts in some weird live darts club so i wonder what that upgrades yeah i don't know uh probably whatever the dexterity one is Mm. um there will be hot new jams which is the most important part my man shoji maguro Mm -hmm. i love him as a composer he will be making new musical tracks some of them play in the trailer it's pretty good um, and the final thing is that it they're making the graphics better. Okay. So originally it came out for both PS3 and PS4. Uh, so it like looked a little outdated in some spots, but it's, it was kind of cell shaded, so it didn't really. Right. You couldn't really tell. Uh, they claim they're making it better. I assume that is their excuse to not have it on Switch, which translates into the next story, which I ate up so much. A countdown website for P5S. 
was launched around the time that they uh, announced Persona 5 The Royal the first time. Right. And it basically said, hey, on April 25th, look out for another announcement. As in, like, we're going to announce Persona 5 The Royal stuff, and then, like, there will be another announcement. People rightly believed that they were going to announce Persona 5, the original version for the Switch, because Joker is in... You know, he's in Smash. Right. It would make sense that you would bring the game he's from. People would really like that. A larger scale JRPG on the Switch would be awesome. And I wake up to a text from our good friend Nukio that says, Persona Dynasty Warriors, LOL. And I, like, looked at it a couple times and I was like, what? <laughs> and I, like, was going to text him back. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I w- any website I went to was like, Persona 5S is actually Persona 5 The Scramble is a Musou slash Dynasty Warriors game actually developed by the developer Omega Force Mm -hmm. for the Switch and PS4. Boy, it was not a good day on the internet for people who wanted Persona 5 on the Switch. I, I actually felt like, as a large Dynasty Warriors fan, I was the only person who was excited People were rioting in the streets, man. Like, I, I thought people were going to go to Atlas headquarters and burn it to the ground. Like, oh my god. There is nothing, and I get it. I like Dynasty Warriors games, but I can imagine if you were expecting actual Persona 5 and what you got instead was a fucking Dynasty Warriors game, you would be very upset. Well, if, if Persona 5 was released on PS3... Mm-hmm. It could easily go into the Switch. That's what I was oh, going I to ask. That's oh, what I was yeah. going oh, to ask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so You could easily do it, but why would you do that when you could exclusively put this <laughs> sick Dynasty Warriors game on there? But it's not exclusive. It's also for the PS4, <laughs> which makes it even better. Oh. Everyone was so upset. I was like, dish shit rules. I have a PS4. I would have played Persona mm-hmm. 5 The Royal on a PS4 anyways. Right. Who cares about the Switch? So I'm over here i'll probably even fucking buy persona 5 the scramble on the ps4 right because whatever i like dynasty warriors and so the perfect the perfect thing to me was joker has a move in smash that is a grappling hook and it's how he gets back onto the stage and everybody said he doesn't have that like there is no point in persona 5 when he has a grappling hook he's got it in persona 5 the scramble it came from a dynasty warriors game they don't or really... did it come from Smash? Sure, came from Smash. Uh, but they they do not um, show much. Mm-hmm. It looks like a Dynasty Warriors game. Uh, they basically just show Joker and a bunch of shadows. It also shows him using uh, like skills, mm-hmm. like magic skills. And when they hit the enemies, it does the same thing it does in Persona, where they're like weak to it, and then they fall down. Um, so it at least has some Persona-related mechanics. Which they tend to do with Dynasty Warriors games when they make them for other franchises, uh, like Dragon Quest. They use the magic system and things like that. Uh, for Fire Emblem, you can like direct the troops in mm-hmm. many various ways, and it is more like Fire Emblem. So they they do stuff like that. So it makes sense they would have something from Persona to make it close, like right. have Persona aspects. Well, and it's not just the same thing. Like it, yeah, it they, makes they, something they are, a little they are, Yeah, something is slightly different. I will play this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have approximately zero faith that it will actually be a good uh, Dynasty Warriors game because 
I think that the last few they have made have been like just an abomination. Mm-hmm. The most recent like actual Dynasty Warriors Dynasty Warriors games is widely considered like one of the worst games they've ever put out ever. Yeah, that was like that was different. That like they made like a legitimate open world and like I guess that was like a disaster. Yeah, I, I don't remember if that was like 11 or 12 or mm-hmm. whatever one it was, but it, people like yeah, yeah. fucking hated it. And then uh, the most recent one I can think of other than that was Fire Emblem Warriors. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really... That game is so thin on content. And then they, like... You fight alongside the characters you're supposed to buy as DLC. Even though they're very clearly already there. And so, like, that kind of just seemed like a shitty cash grab. Right. And all the characters felt the same. There was no diversity. The remake of Hyrule Warriors was very good. Like, at least in Hyrule Warriors, the original on Wii U, there were Mm -hmm. very few characters, and they all felt unique. Right. The Definitive Edition, which was added in all the DLC and the content they put in the 3DS version of Hyrule Warriors, um, I think is excellent. And it's just because every character feels unique. Like, there are, like, 20-some characters. Not a single one feels Mm -hmm. reminiscent of another one. And on top of that, each of them can get at least two or three different weapons that makes them feel like a different character again Mm. so like there's just too much content in that game and it's really cool this i have a feeling will be more along the fire emblem warriors aspect of it i was gonna ask do you think there'll be more there has to be more characters than just like the main one right i would assume that it's just the characters from persona 5 uh but at least the main party members yeah there will be multiple characters playable characters yeah yeah. like there's because like like yeah i mean i'm sure it'll just be like and Ryuji, Yusuke, mm-hmm. Morgana, you know, the classics. Who do you think you would prefer to play as? Um, and that See, that really depends, just because it depends how they make them in the right. game. Be- okay. uh, pr- probably Yusuke, because notoriously characters who have large swords are better characters in Dynasty Warriors games. So since he has a katana, he'll be able to hit a wide area, mm-hmm. which is better to kill more enemies in Dynasty Warriors. Okay. Uh, yeah, the internet was upset by that. I was not. I'm very excited for a Dynasty Warriors. Uh, I feel like the internet gets outraged by like most things. This was dope because they they like led people to believe, and it also leaked beforehand right, right. that it was coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. So like they kind of set themselves up for failure on this one. I think mm-hmm. it's like the Blizzard with Diablo on phones. Like it's about the same thing. Yeah. Like know your audience, my man. Not a single fucking person was out there being like, when's the Persona Dynasty Warriors mm-hmm. tie-in? Like, no one ever right, said right. that. I was going to say, there this this uh, week we have a couple that you could say the internet outrage is you know acceptable. Specifically Sonic. Sonic, for sure. And I would say Persona. Yeah, Persona. I, I was not outraged. Mm-hmm. I was very happy. I wanted to make fun of people, but I felt like I would be destroyed. So I, I had to wait. I'll wait until I'm playing it and be like, I'm having a blast. Oh. It also helps that I already played Persona 5. Right. So, like, whatever. I just can't imagine there are people out there that only have a Switch. There are. I, there are a lot of people out there who only have a Switch. Yeah, I guess they probably went from the Wii U to no, the Switch. Well, I mean, or I... just... I don't know. It's just a good console to have because you can catch up on a lot of last gen games mm-hmm. and all the indie games come to it. So like, it's easy mm-hmm. for you to have it as your one console in theory, unless you're trying to play all the newest, hottest AAA releases, which maybe you're not. So, right. I don't know. 
And the next thing on our list here is uh, Borderlands 3. Yes. They did their gameplay reveal stream. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch any of this? I I didn't want to spoil anything for me, which oh, I know is strange. Well, did you say. want to spoil how bad the humor still is? Because, uh, holy sweet fuck. I've heard it is on par with Borderlands 2 humor. <sighs> Claptrap continues to be the best. I fucking... So, okay, so... This is, I don't want to be this guy, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I have to be this guy because for some reason no one else on the internet seems to be being this guy. This game is literally just Borderlands 2 again, okay? Right. Which to me, I will still play this game and I will enjoy it, but that seems borderline inexcusable after a seven year development cycle. Because they also did not make the pre-sequel. Right. 2K, I, Marin, or whatever the Australian one is. They made the pre-sequel, okay? So, in theory, this game has been being on worked on in some format for seven years. Mm-hmm. Right? It does very much look like Borderlands 2, right? right? And I wonder if they just didn't know what to do. They, from what I heard initially the graphical design was supposed to be completely different and then they completely overhauled that yeah and like i i could see that um so the thing that really bothers me is i really think that the humor in borderlands 2 is not funny right um because it is that kind of like weird referential irreverent humor where it's like trying to make fun of things that take themselves super seriously but then also like just referencing very current things so the the thing that really got me about this was the two main villains they run a cult called children of the vault which i keep saying that every time i say that i swear to god it's something from fallout but i don't remember if it actually is um they are basically emulating popular streamers like the most popular streamers so like Oh yeah, I did. Their their this. whole thing is their shtick is like I'm a popular streamer. How much do I suck? La 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 mm. la la. And like it's so not funny. Like anytime they speak, mm. I like am actively upset about how not funny it is. And like that's just what all the humor is. Yeah. And so I I was talking to my brother about this last night, and he was like, "Well, name me some like." Uh, things in Borderlands 2 that, like, people who played or, like, are growing up now would not know about. And I was able to name, like, a fucking million things. See, like, there were specific DLC quests about bad reviews from specific journalists, all right? Like, fucking anyone who comes up to that game now is gonna be like, what the fuck is this referencing? Or, like, guaranteed everybody's gonna be fucking dabbing up a storm in this game all day every day and it's like not gonna be funny people are gonna be saying yeet all the time and like kobe and shit and it's gonna be so not funny and then in a decade when someone comes to this they're gonna be like what's happening was everyone having a stroke while they were making this game or what (laughs) i feel like i i come I don't remember a single thing about Borderlands 2. Exactly. <laughs> because it's also not memorable, right? Right, right. I, the things that I remember about it were the things that really pissed me off because it was just like, I hate this joke so much, mm. I'm going to remember it forever. See, I I just completely ignored everything. Like, what what were some of the worst jokes? I See, like, I, I can't even think of any examples okay. now. I used them all up my brain power up the mm-hmm. other day. Okay. Uh, anything Handsome Jack said... 
ever. Okay. Butt Stallion. See, I remember... Do you remember Butt Stallion? No. All right, cool. Great. I remember Tales from the Borderlands. And like, that, was, that was a different writing team that knew how to write. I was going to say, that was actually good. Ah! <laughs> so... Oh, fuck, See, like, but I know what you're saying, and I agree. Like, it's... And I, unacceptable that so the one the thing, thing that i also think is unacceptable you have to remember this from borderlands too how sometimes there would be that real life lady on the screen the fmv oh, yeah, yeah. lady she's back oh yeah fmv lady returns <laughs> why why would you do that why not why not <laughs> <laughs> Because it looked like shit back then, and it looks like shit now. Like, that's a joke I can get behind, right, because, right. like, they're not doing it because it was so shitty before. They're doing... They're, they just kept it up. Like, they don't realize how terrible it was and how funny I think it is. Mm -hmm. Like, that's an unintentional joke. They didn't write that one. They just happened to put it in the mm -hmm. game. Like, <sighs> fuck, man. Everything else, I will agree. Like, the writing specifically, I was like, there's no way you didn't know. Mm -hmm. There's no way. And the other thing is, stop having Randy Pitchford up on a fucking stage to promote your product. Dude has multiple scandals going on. He fucking lashes out at anyone who says mm -hmm. something negative about their game on Twitter. Like, fucking get a different guy. At least until all that stuff blows over. Did you see the Game Informer thing? Mm, no. Where he, like, freaked out on Twitter about Game Informer's misinformed uh, headline that was actually true. And he, like, was fighting with Andy McNamara on Twitter. Was this about the microtransactions? Yes. Because, like, I was listening to the podcast. Like, that must have been pretty recent because I listened to the podcast. And Imran Khan, who's kind of like the news guy, was like, no, that was, they lied about that. They, there will be microtransactions and they're just going to be cosmetic. Yes. And so it Which, was literally seconds after this live stream okay basically they put up an article that right. said randy pitchford got on stage and said this game will have no microtransactions yes. right except for the part where they told us that there are microtransactions mm -hmm. because you can buy cosmetic things yes and so randy had a great copy pasta tweet which i wish i had copied verbatim here that basically said I, you guys knew what I meant. I can't. I can't believe you would fuck me on this. Like oh, almost exactly okay. like that. Okay. So people are copying that on everything. Right, right, I saw right. like McDonald's had a tweet recently that was like their April Fool's joke was their new sauces were gonna be like milkshake flavors, like mm -hmm. strawberry sauce. And I saw a bunch of people copying Randy's exact tweet into the McDonald's <laughs> thing. Like just fucking a bunch of dumb shit. But so that's a great copy pasta tweet mm -hmm. about how I can't believe you okay. guys would fuck me on this. But. He, like, just goes off and says, like, yeah, you also left out the part how where right after I said there would be no microtransactions, I talk about the cosmetics and whatever. And Andy McNamara responds and is like, dude, mm -hmm. yeah, he, those are still microtransactions. <laughs> and, like, he is, Andy McNamara right. is being as professional as humanly possible. Because if that was me, I would be like, you do not fucking come at me and my team mm. about something that you actually said and lied about, you right. fucking dickhead. Yeah. But Andy has been doing it for long enough. He stays super professional, <laughs> just doesn't say anything and goes back and forth and says, what was inaccurate about it? Like, tell me what was inaccurate about it, I'll change it. Randy Pitchford goes off on this fucking, like, 14, 15 <laughs> tweet gotta, thread I have to check about, like, well, you could talk about this, or you could talk about this, or all the nice things my team is doing, or, like, this, or this, or whatever. And I was just like, this, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. You guys can't keep letting this guy 
out there. Yeah. Because, like, while people know Randy Pitchford is a face of Gearbox, like, especially right now with, like, his fucking medieval times USB stick with the magic fucking porn squirt girl on there, like, you just... Why is he still out there? I, yeah. It seems like a marketing disaster. And so that was another good response to his tweet was, mm-hmm. well, yeah, the microtransactions are a $3 USB stick that has porn on it. Like, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. But so Randy's thing that he was trying to say was, well, we meant it doesn't have microtransactions in the fact that it doesn't have loot boxes. Right. Right. Which they said no loot boxes. Which, great. That's still, microtransactions are anything that is not in the base game right. that you are charging money for. Yes, which I, what I was going to say is they said no loot boxes, and then I know they said no microtransactions. Which is not true, because yes. they, and also, they will sell DLC for that game, mm-hmm. like, as they did for the previous two Borderlands games, technically a microtransaction. I, I always kind of wonder, like, is an expansion pack microtransactions. I mean, if you want to get technical, it gets into a gray area, but they are charging for cosmetics 100% of microtransactions. Oh, that's, yes. Yes. Just because it's not random in a loot box doesn't make it not a microtransaction. You're still paying for that. Which, who cares? Even if you're being upfront about that, don't get up on stage and just say, we have no microtransactions, and then right afterwards be like, oh, well, we're still selling cosmetics. Like, well, then you fucking have microtransactions, (laughs) you dumbass. They were just looking for some nice headlines. And when when they didn't get him, they, he just freaked. And so, yeah, he, like, lost mm. his brain and was, like, whatever. He's just, like, attacking Game Informer mm. on Twitter. And he had also blown up with something else recently that was, like, fucking absurd. And so, like, just stop letting the dude, stop letting him be out there. Well, I'm trying to think, what was the he last also, He also was the one that showed the Borderlands reveal trailer at PAX and, like, trashed on the PAX staff. Oh, yeah. It said, like, oh, yeah. It said, like, yeah, we should have brought our own guys or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you're the one who's trying to play an uncompressed 4K video that you didn't make sure worked beforehand, you fucking idiot. Like, yeah. (laughs) These fucking volunteers are really going to dunk on the volunteer people who are here. Like, come on. People booed in the crowd for that one, which rightfully so. Go fuck yourself. It was fucked. He trashed them, and then he was like, oh, we got it fixed. And then it was fucked again. Remember that? They tried like four or five times. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. But I, I just think like stop letting the dude be out there. Like that seems just like marketing 101 on that point. Like well, fucking like, what? What was the last game? I don't give a shit game? that he's a CEO. Alien Colonial Marines was the one that they really got railed on for. No, because they had that, uh, the one that was going against Overwatch, didn't they? Battleborn. Oh, Battleborn. The hobby grade shooter. It was supposed to be like your hobby. Right. I mean, like, he... It was no one's hobby. Yeah, he's he's had a few misses the last several years. He also trashed on P- anyone who said something bad about that game. He mm. freaked out on right. Twitter at, and it was like, yeah, this game sucks. Also, maybe, mm. like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fucked. Anyways, the gameplay, it it is Borderlands. Like, right. it, it looks like that. They have changed some things. Uh, Like, now it's not, like... The loot is the same for everyone, so whoever mashes the button first gets it. It's uh, separate for each each player. I also heard that you have a separate area you can go back to, and then like if you miss loot, you can kind of yep. So uh, Sanctuary, which was the town in the first game, mm-hmm. and then in the second game where it was upgraded, now it is called Sanctuary Three, and it is a spaceship, right? A la Mass Effect, and you go around and you talk to all the people, mm-hmm. like all the main characters you would remember are right, there, right. like Hammerlock and fucking Marcus and all those people. Um, 
and so yeah there is a a vending machine that will give you loot you may you may mm-hmm. have missed it'll shoot it back out um and and the, like that part looks cool and yeah, you, yeah. you go travel to other planets like one of the main complaints about borderlands one and two is that almost everything looks the same because it's on the desert planet of pandora like borderlands two they kind of rectified a little bit of that with dlc and there was mm-hmm. like a snow area and some other different looking areas but it still was all mainly like desert stuff yeah uh they only showed one other planet and it is the like weird futuristic city one mm. that one of the weapon manufacturers uh, is on, and so that's cool. Uh, they showed off a little bit of the classes. I wish I could remember enough about any of them to tell you about them right now. But they they, they were cool. There's like a one of them is just a siren. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a stealth guy. There's the beastmaster guy, and they still have the three separate skill trees, so you can like spec whichever way you want. But it seems like this time their ultimates actually change depending on what you do. Okay. So it's not everybody will have the same ultimate. Um, the thing that I like about Borderlands in comparison to other loot shooters is that they are all basically games as a service. Right. So they sell you a thing and then they're promising they're not upgraded over time. They seem like they are doubling down on the like piecemeal DLC thing for this. So they're trying to be like, this is a complete game. This is what this is. Right. And with all the other things they've said, who knows if that's actually true or not. I thought I saw somewhere that it's expected to be about a 30-hour game. Okay. That, that's cool. Uh, I, 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 I didn't listen to the whole thing with sound. I just right. watched a majority of it, and Willie watched some other streamers play. Mm-hmm. So that was a cool thing they did afterwards was they let streamers stream from the event 90 minutes uninhibited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other thing that I was going to say about the other loot shooters is they generally don't have a lot of unique guns. Mm-hmm. And if they do, they're like weird endgame things. So the thing that I really like about Borderlands is like when you come across like a unique legendary gun that shoots in a specific way like no other gun would. Mm-hmm. So the one they show in their gameplay in the demo is like it's like got speakers all over it and like weird uh like the bars that move up and down, like equalizers, whatever the hell they're called. And so that you shoot it and it's like a dubstep gun, like from Saints Row the Third, so it just shoots like weird music shit. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. But a the streamers found a whole bunch of crazy shit, like a, a rocket launcher that shoots exploding hamburgers, mm. or a gun that literally just shoots gun like loot guns out. So you just shoot it and it just sprays like a fuck ton of guns, just like a bunch of really dumb shit like that. Mm. That's the kind of thing that I like from Borderlands, right. stuff like that. Um, and it seems like it does have that stuff. So I, I think that I will have a lot of fun playing Borderlands Three with people. Yeah. I will also have the most fun completely ignoring all of the plot well, that's and what, the humor. The thing is, like, the plot and the humor and stuff will suck, but it's an easy thing to avoid. So that's what I think is weird, is, like, they... Most people say, like, well, I don't really like the story of Borderlands. Mm-hmm. And what I don't get about that is, then why do they think that everyone cares about the story of Borderlands because they keep building out the story in these extravagant ways and like sure there were parts of the story of Borderlands 2 that I really enjoyed but like Borderlands 1 like basically didn't have a story right it was like it was just claptrap and you go out and do whatever there's a villain you kill him like it was very surface level Mm. Borderlands 2 they took those characters you played as in the first one made them full-fledged characters and like made them people you could care about like Marcus or not Marcus, Roland and Lilith and Mordecai, like, they were there in Brick. And they were actual characters. They build up all these other ancillary characters, which they have then reintroduced in this game. Like, Hammerlock is there, Moxie is there, like, all these people are there. Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina's there, yeah, she's not a little girl anymore. She's, like, older, a teen. And then they've also introduced the characters that you played as in 2 now, 
as new characters and like they mm-hmm. keep building on this world and building it up outside of tales of the borderlands i feel like none of that stuff was like at a level that is like super awesome no but i think that like where we don't really like the story and characters there's got to be a lot of people out there who think that they're great or something because otherwise why would you focus that much on that aspect i mean there, there's always going to be people out there, there uh, there's always going to be people but there has to be a large amount yeah otherwise you would not go through that effort is yeah, what i'm saying yeah so it just seems i mean there has to be people out there yeah I, I don't know i've never heard anyone say they think it's the game is funny and they like the story i've never heard a single person say this i have um and like some things i can see like i can see Handsome Jack is a very unlikable character. Which he's supposed to be. And he's supposed to be. be. And from a writing perspective, the fact that they were able to create such an unlikable character Mm -hmm. is great. But I think people legitimately think he's funny also. Mm. Whereas, like, I think his whole shtick is supposed to be that he's, like, so unfunny it's painful. Mm. But who knows, man. See, I always think of of him more from uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Mm. Because he was actually, like, decent yeah i guess like he he wasn't likable but I mean, no but was... it was a lot different right right i mean someone who's so vain that their face got fucked up they put mm-hmm. a mask of their own face over yes. it like yeah. that's that's just yeah i don't know so like they have like snippets of things that are like really well written and good right. and then just like they talk and you're like holy fuck mm-hmm. the gameplay looks great though i they made more borderlands whether mm. or not that is something that i will really be into remains to be seen i think because it's been so long That'll play in their favor. Yeah, probably. So the final thing I put on here right at the last minute was a Kickstarter that I backed years ago, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Mm -hmm. Koji Igarashi, the man behind Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uh, he made a Kickstarter basically trying to make Symphony of the Night again, but not with Konami. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a great idea. I love Symphony of the Night, uh, and I back a lot of Kickstarters from indie developers, usually from ones who are like unknown, because things like this happen, where it's a known developer, like mm-hmm. it was KG Inafune for Mighty Number no. 9. That game turned out to be a fucking trash factory. Uh, Yu Suzuki with Shenmue. That game's mm-hmm. not going to be good, okay? No. Um, the one that I did get what I wanted out of was Tim Schafer, because I love him so much and his writing style, and I liked Broken Age, mm-hmm. and I bet I will like Psychonauts too. Th- that one I don't consider to be different, because they are like actual double fine is still a studio right they just needed money to help finishing it whereas these are like we don't have a studio please help us yeah the platonic was a little disappointing yeah so koji igarashi the the over the years this game has been delayed a bunch of times right they put out a bunch of demos and like e3 showings and like at pax people hated it they said it looked like shit it Mm -hmm. looked like a weird mobile game they didn't like the way it plays they announced now that it's coming out june 18th is when it will finally come out the trailer is framed in that same way as i just worded it and a bunch of youtube comments pop up about like how this game looks like shit i hate it it's terrible and at first i was like what's happening are they like canceling this game and this is going to be koji igarashi crying on the thing and it basically is just like a ton of them like just Mm -hmm. one after the other from all different types of medias and it's just koji igarashi and he says we can't let the game be like this. We have to change it. And so the rest of the trailer is like what it used to look like. And then it slowly like pans over to what it looks like now. It does look a lot better now. Okay. Um, in terms of graphics, gameplay still looks kind of weird and stiff. Not like I would want it, but they're trying. It is mm-hmm. coming out June 18th. The thing that I'm pissed about is I think I'm going to get fucked over. 
because I backed this at a tier where I will get a physical copy. Okay. Right? No way am I going to get that physical copy on June 18th. I know oh. how kick, Kickstarter rewards get shipped out. I bet you that I will not get it. So I really hope that they think about that and give all those people a digital code so that they can play it in the meantime. But I have a feeling with how poorly everything else for the Kickstarter has gone, it's not mm. going to happen. Um, how I, much longer does it usually take? Like weeks? Months. Jeez. In some cases. It depends how many people backed or how, how organized they are, right, which right. in my... Uh, all the ones I've been a part of is they're usually run very poorly. I mean, like they would need to go gold now to get that out. I know, and I ho- hopefully they did go gold. I didn't see them saying that. I just they just announced a release date. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I I hope they give a digital code because mm-hmm. I that for giving them as much money as I did that is that should happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I just thought it was interesting. They framed it like, yeah, people hated our game and it looked like shit, and we thought so too, and now. Doesn't look as bad. And I was like, all right, that's a trailer you could have. Yeah, that's that's a different way to go about it. Yeah, it was, it. It was interesting. Just kind of like Sonic. Yeah. Everybody hated it, and they're like, we heard you loud and clear. Here we go. What if it looks worse? Oh, it could. It could. <laughs> it could. It could be worse. Uh, I expect it to be worse, to be honest with you. <laughs> Oh boy, I just I keep thinking about not to go back to it, but I just keep thinking about that picture of like the Jumanji kid next to the Sonic. Did you see this meme? No. It, it, do you remember the kid from Jumanji, like the '90s, yeah. when he was a monkey? Mm-hmm. It, it, they just like photoshopped him blue and then just like lined, lined it lined it right up to the Sonic, and it's just. It is shockingly similar, <laughs> and I can't get that image out of my head now. Great. That's all I think about. Awesome. <laughs> also, his teeth look horrible. Okay. Well, that'll do it for the news. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get into what we've been playing. Hopefully uh, this section is short, because the next one will not be. Uh, I could make it short for me, at least. Uh, yeah, I don't have a ton to talk about, so... Uh, so yeah, Mass Effect 3, we did not play as much as we normally would. Because we just played once. We just played once. Uh, it continues to be cool. I, yeah. ver- I As I have said, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I don't remember Mass Effect 3 as vividly as I do the second one mm-hmm. because I played it in what I equate to the fever dream of when I graduated from college and before I had a job. Mm-hmm. So it was like basically just like a month and a half of me existing is the word i'll use (laughs) uh and so i played mass effect 3 is for very very long stretches of time while waking up at like 6 p.m and Mm. just being a real bum and uh i don't remember a lot of it but it is good it it feels better than two like it definitely advanced in the correct ways yeah I, i don't remember i remember we picked up garrus we did. We picked up Garrus, and so there was like all those weird scenes on the moon of the Turian home planet, mm-hmm. and it, like there's a lot more action scenes going on. Like yes. they basically learned how to use a cutscene engine, mm-hmm. so now there's all kinds of weird action hand to hand combat scenes and like exploding ships and craziness. Mm-hmm. That that is cool that they got there for the final. Yeah, final one. I mean, you can definitely see the improvements in just the overall gameplay, and then also the, the cinematics. Yeah, and just I mean time 
was on their side in that point. Like that mm-hmm. was when I think a lot of things were rapidly developing on the PS3 and 360 era. Mm-hmm. Like they were nearing the end of that life cycle. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, we've unlocked the full potential yeah, now. Yeah. We can make whatever. And so it really shows for Mass Effect. Yeah. Space journeys continue. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. So the game that I played the most, I talked about a little bit already, is Mortal Kombat 11. Okay. It came out last Tuesday. And I would like to tell you that I love it and that I love the way it plays. I I hate the way NetherRealm games play. When you were like, oh, I'm going to get this, I was wondering, like... I get he likes the story, but he does not like playing so the So that and that is I'm always like, this is the time. They will have made it in a way that I really like and can get behind. There are twofold the reason that I am not having that much fun in Mortal Kombat eleven. Part of it is that is that Netherrealm games, the animations are generally very janky. Janky and stiff, right? Right. Like I just don't like the way it feels to move and play. And the way the combos work, where they're like dial combos. Yes. Uh, I don't really like that feeling. Mm-hmm. The way juggles work, I just like fundamentally don't understand and don't really like that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, like the fighting system is just, I don't like it that much, right? Yeah. I will always give it a shot and I will try to enjoy it. But then I come to an impasse where it's like, I could just dick, continue dicking around with this game and like have fun or stop playing or i could try to get proficient at it right and so where that then comes to stop me is i don't like the way their games feel generally like as a fighting game system i just Mm -hmm. don't enjoy it that much but also i feel like you and me are in this weird gray area of fighting games where i no longer have fun with them on a base level where like if i'm just button mashing i know i'm just button mashing and i feel like an ass clown Mm -hmm. and then i'm not proficient enough to actually get good but i have the knowledge of what it takes to be good so at all times i am hyper aware of how badly i suck right yeah we're both very similar in that sense yeah like our ceilings are very low. And, like, I know what that ceiling is, but I also, like, I live with my brother, mm. who is very good at all fighting games and can pick them up immediately, right? Yeah. And I watch fighting games professionally all the time. Like, right. I love watching Mortal Kombat 11. I watch people play it all the time. Mm-hmm. Every time Say Jam streams, I watch it. I watch, I've been watching NLBC and Wednesday right. Night Fights every week. And it's awesome. Like, I think it's fun to watch, especially at the beginning of a fighting game. And you see what people are doing and how they're advancing, and it's just like... I, because of the, like, weird place I am, I'm always hyper aware of how much I suck at a fighting game, Mm -hmm. and so then I just end up falling off. Right. But what's cool about NetherRealm games in particular is they have a lot of single-player content. Yes. Which is, like, it's not as great in this one, in my opinion. Well, from what I, as we discussed earlier, like, that one mode was just, like, insanely difficult. So, like, the story mode is cool, and, like, they... Netherrealm are the forefathers of what a good fighting game story should be. Yes. It is like a full, basically like a CG movie where the fights, like it transitions from the weird CG movie into a fight, like pretty mm. much seamlessly with no real load. And right. it's really cool. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 is especially dumb uh, in terms of its story because mm. for some reason, people don't usually care about the stories of fighting games, but Mortal Kombat... The one that arguably has the dumbest, campiest story people get, like, violently serious about. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't get that. But like whatever, people grew up playing Mortal Kombat way yeah. back in the day in arcades, and they think it's really dope. So Mortal Kombat Nine, when they rebooted Mortal Kombat, was a retelling of Mortal Kombat One, Two, and Three's story. Right. People hated everything after Mortal Kombat Three. All right. Mm-hmm. When the, all the three D ones, like Mortal Kombat Four, Deadly Alliance, Deception, Armageddon, they were arguably terrible games. Okay. Which they kept trying different things. They and did. They ca- and they did. They nothing. Whatever. Just really like yeah, stick yeah. and feel good like it used to. So they. They cut out all of those characters. So, like, after Mortal Kombat 9 retold 1, 2, and 3, they got rid of all those characters from those Mm -hmm. other games, and they went to Mortal Kombat X, which was the characters that you knew and liked. Mm -hmm. They had kids, and it was, like, a more serious, less campy story, which I wasn't really that much of a fan of. So now they get to a point where they kind of, like, mush the two things together, where it's really dumb and campy, Mm -hmm. but also is, like, really serious with some of the new characters. I heard... Like, because it's all time travel, right? It is. So, like, okay, this is the entire premise of the plot, which, you know, as far as time travel plots go, they don't even try to explain it at all. Mm-hmm. They basically take the approach of who fucking cares. Right. So I also took that approach. There is an elder god named Kronika, the god of time. Her whole thing is she wants there to be balance between good and evil, kind of like a certain other character that we may have known from a different time travel story. <laughs> uh... But anyways, her thing is Raiden is fucking it up. He always finds some way to make it so that the good guys win. She's not into that. Her whole plan is, we're going to erase Raiden from the timeline. Mm. In order to do that, she brings forward all of the old people. So, like, at the beginning, it's like Kotal Khan is in the arena and he's basically like a bunch of people, or he's like executing a bunch of people. And then just a bunch of people come out of fucking magic time portals, all right? And it is the Mortal Kombat characters as if they were coming right from the original Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. So, like, during the tournament before Liu Kang fights Shao Kahn, all right? And they're like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Where are we? And then the villains all come out, and then everybody's like, what the fuck is happening? Why are we here? And then Kronika's basically like, hey, I need you specific people to come help me. We have to defend this magic hourglass Mm -hmm. so that Raiden will be dead when the hourglass is fully up or whatever the fuck. She has to take power from people or whatever. So that's why she's bringing back all these warriors, even ones that would not help her, is because she needs to, like, use their energy or some Mm -hmm. dumb shit. And so, like, you get dumbass interactions of, like, modern-day Johnny Cage, who is, like, a responsible adult dad, Mm -hmm. in comparison to 90s Johnny Cage, who is, like, an unlikable douchebag in every way, and it's really funny. Doesn't he, like, make some jokes that are, like, like, the 90s version makes some jokes that are probably not appropriate for today uh, most of the jokes he makes are really not appropriate Mm -hmm. so like there is a fight where it's johnny cage versus johnny cage Mm -hmm. but like modern johnny cage is like he's in the military so he like has all his military gear or whatever old johnny is like wearing a fucking like purple and blue jacket he has his name tattooed over his chest wearing fucking stunner shades shit is so dumb and like in a great way right right and so in the end it becomes very serious and i can't spoil it but shit gets really crazy Mm -hmm. and so they very clearly make this like the end of a trilogy and so now they can go anywhere Mm. they want after this and so what they establish with this is hey remember how we killed like 90 percent of the characters you liked at the end of Mortal Kombat 9, like, fucking Nightwolf, Striker, Cabal, Liu Kang, like, all of these characters were dead. 
it doesn't matter. They're all back now. They can all pull them through time. Who fucking mm-hmm. cares? We can have Cabal. We can have Liu Kang as both a weird zombie man and not a weird zombie man. We could, we brought Jade back. Mm-hmm. We brought Katana back. Kotal's back. Like, everyone exists now, and it doesn't matter, and no one should care. Mm-hmm. And that is the world they set up, is who fucking cares? Like, this that, is... That's smart. It's Mortal Kombat. We just want to tell a dumb, fun story. Right. And they did that. So, like, that takes, like, four or five hours. It was cool. I liked it. Where I do not like it anymore is... Like in Justice 2, they added the customizable stuff. Right. Um. So, like, there will be a skin that will change the whole thing, but then each character will have three customizable parts. Like, Scorpion, for example, it's his face mask... Uh, his swords and the tip of his spear that he uses mm-hmm. to say, get over here, right? For some characters, they really don't look any different, even though there's like dozens and dozens of them. And some of them, they look super crazy different. Mm-hmm. Like Shao Kahn with his helmet, like he looks like a completely different character. Same thing with Noob Saibot and some things. But then you get like, uh, I don't know. Some, some of the characters, I can't think of a specific example. Some of them just barely look any different, right? And so like that kind of sucks, but... The way you unlock all that stuff is by opening chests in the crypt, which the crypt mm-hmm. has been a thing in Mortal Kombat for a long time. You go in there, you spend currency, you earn, right. and you unlock the stuff. The chests are random. Right. So you like open a chest and you get any three random items. There are some that are set, like bigger chests that have Shao Kahn's head on them and like other specific ones. But the amount of currency you get and what you need is broken. It's broken broken it's changed now they right, they right. fixed it quote unquote i still doesn't seem like you're getting that much more but like okay there are three currencies three main types of currency there are combat coins it's important that all of those things have k's in them instead of c's because it's mortal combat uh there are like soul somethings that are like these weird green things and there are hearts mm-hmm. the way if you went before this is before i don't know what it is now if you want to fight, you would get like 500 or more combat coins, right? If you won, you would get like 10 of the soul things. Mm-hmm. If you lost, you'd get nothing. And to get the hearts, you get one per fatality. Mm. That's insane. Because the chests that need hearts take like 250 hearts. You fucking know how long it is to do 250 matches and then also sit through a fatality every time? Right. That shit adds up. It's basically like they wanted you to dedicate your whole life to getting this currency and outside of that the crypt is so cool mm. like you walk around as a character you come to shang sung's island like he greets you like it's the beginning of the mortal Kombat movie mm. and shang sung is that actor and you like walk through and you see scenes from old stages or the movie like you see the dinner scene where kano eats the turkey leg and dies and shit like his corpse is there mm-hmm. and like you turn and you see like the bridge that's in the background of the mortal Kombat one stage mm-hmm. super cool and like you get shao Kahn's hammer and you break into new areas you like explore it's like right, an adventure right. game type thing that's cool there are 600 chests it would take your whole life. And you can't even get everything out of those chests. You have to like pay the real currency, time crystals, mm. to reset every chest and then buy them again. Yikes. So like that sucks. They did patch it just like two days yesterday or two days mm-hmm. ago. Uh, so that you get more currency. Right. Still not enough. The other way you get things are the combat towers which have been something for a long time and mk9 it was a hundred floor tower that had cool interesting unique challenges i beat that whole tower i loved it 10 
it was like random towers. It had random things, and right, I did not right. think it was that fun. This is that again, where they're like random towers. It's more like Injustice. You yeah, play yeah. Injustice too, where they like for five hours. It's this thing that'll get you like cool skins for Johnny mm. Cage or whatever. But the they're so difficult. Right, right. Like most of the time, the AI would have double your health. So like mm-hmm. you have a thousand, they'd have two thousand health. So like even if you were god tier at this game you would have to work twice as hard to win and that's mm-hmm. not that's not to say like some of them have modifiers like unblockable missiles that freeze you mid combo shit like that you can and block all that stuff now they patched it but it's still it was just not fun and they were like reading your inputs which is always a problem with AI yeah um and the main complaint i have is that it talks to the server every second for anything Mm. you can't go into the crypt if you're not connected to the internet and then every time you open a chest it hitches a little bit because it's talking to the server Mm. so that that is like really annoying to me personally because it's just Mm -hmm. very noticeable right and so to me it seems like this was all tuned for microtransactions there aren't any but i think there were supposed to be oh like i think they just what I think, because this has been happening with every WB game, like it happened with Shadow of Mordor, right? where they had really bad microtransactions and a lot of it was geared towards getting you to pay. I think Warner Brothers is trying to push this on the studios and the studios are being like, no, like it will go over poorly. Because mm-hmm. the way the Mortal Kombat thing reads is like at the end when they were like, no, there's no microtransactions, we'll fix it. Like it seemed like mm-hmm. them trying to tell Warner Brothers like, fucking, I told you, dude. I wonder if Warner Brothers was pushing it and then they kind of have seen what with like with EA and everybody's reactions and what happens, but, but like people immediately freaked out and they oh, were yeah. like, they're gonna add these microtransactions and I'm gonna fucking lose my mind. So then when they were fully transparent, we're like, no, there are no microtransactions. We feel bad. We want it to be fun. Mm-hmm. They went back and they did change it. Like I still feel like they were supposed to be there because mm-hmm. there's no way. Like you would have to spend your whole life. There was a bug where you could get everything in the crypt for free. I missed it. They patched it right away. Did they ban everybody who did the bug? Not that I saw. Because, like, that always pisses me off. But what I... Okay, so this is the bug, right? It's Mm. crazy. And there's no way that anyone would have ever tested for this, which is why I think it's great. To go into the crypt, you push X. Right. But you keep holding X. Don't let go. Which is also the button you need to open the chests. So you would walk up to any chest, and it would just fill up. And be like, well, you open the chest, but it wouldn't take your currency. Mm. So then the shitty part is you have to then push X to confirm. So then you'd have to leave and come back into the oh, crypt. Okay. But it was a way to get a lot of the really expensive stuff. So some mm. of the dumb ones are like, it, there's a head of Baraka. And like the requirements are like, do 50 Baraka brutalities and 50 fatalities. And then mm. they like scale up. You could just bypass that entire mm. thing and be like, what's up? <laughs> so like I, there was Tom Brady, the one of the right. way better Mortal Kombat players. He was streaming a couple days ago, like seven hours of him doing that for the mm. whole crypt. Which I was like, that's what's up. I'm happy because like I, I hate that. You release a broken game and then like people... You ban people for it because right, they right. like did the thing. Y- yes, yeah, yeah. That sucks. I Especially mean, like, in a, it's something where it doesn't matter like that. Well, exactly. So what I like about Mortal Kombat X is I couldn't stand Mortal Kombat or, or Mortal Kombat 11. I couldn't stand Mortal Kombat X. Okay. Right. The it was just fifty fifty the game. Like it was so 
bad to watch. I did not enjoy it at did all. Did you at least enjoy the story? You're talking like competitive. Yeah, competitively, right? like in terms of the fighting. Like it was like mm-hmm. everything turned into a 50-50 mix-up. It was yeah, like yeah, whoever yeah. 50-50s first is the champion, mm-hmm. basically. Whereas Mortal Kombat 9 was way more fun to watch because it was like fundamental-based, like footsies right, and like everything right. mattered. This one is closer to Mortal Kombat 9, so I think it's way more fun to watch. And, like, when you get a combo, it matters, and they made it so that the combos aren't as long, so you really have to, like, work to get a longer combo, and it's mm-hmm. super cool. Um, and then the the way the defensive meter and the attack meter work, like, they made it so that you can't just go ham forever. You actually can play defensively. Mm. So that was one of my favorite things. I was watching a stream. It was I was watching Tom Brady's stream. Someone said to him, like, hey, Sonic Fox is the best NetherRealm player, like... Do you think he's going to be the same in this? Like, he was just decimating everyone else. And he said, well, I'll tell you this. For the past five years, no one has been able to play defensively against Sonic Fox. Because there's no such thing as defense Mm. in Mortal Kombat X. So we'll see, I guess. Although... But then guess what? Guess who 3-0'd every opponent at NLBC this week? Sonic Fox. (laughs) You can play more defensive in Injustice. You can. And he still dumpstered people. Yeah. uh, So... To answer everyone's question, is Sonic Fox going to be unstoppable in this game? The answer is yes. He has 3-0'd every opponent he's mm-hmm. played at NLBC for the past two weeks. Awesome. Including past Evo champions. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron Black is really good, apparently. And uh, Sonic Fox is doing some really good shit. Follow-up question. Yeah. Has Tom Brady uninstalled the game yet? Not that I saw. The first night I was watching him play, he was really complaining about Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. And I what I love about Tom Brady is he will play Mm sub-zero even if even if he's terrible Mm -hmm. he will still try to make that character work i don't think sub-zero is that bad Mm -hmm. um i think he's actually pretty good Uh, his slide is very good right so i'm interested i'm interested to Mm -hmm. keep watching because i i really like it the mortal kombat summit is coming up soon uh yeah sonic fox would have been invited but he also won every tournament where Mm. uh you could get an invitation so all the people who are getting second and third places at those (laughs) tournaments will be there uh yeah so anyone who doesn't know tom brady is a mortal Kombat. he's a mortal Kombat player yeah uh his name is not actually tom brady no i don't remember i don't remember his his real name who it doesn't matter I, i think he's i think he lives in like the northeast and he's probably like a tom brady like fan or something yeah but yeah, so we're not talking about like the football player no, Tom yeah, Brady. No, yeah, the Mortal Kombat player Tom Brady. <laughs> I just wanted to specify uh, for for someone out there. So yeah, I I am torn. I'm I'm both things mm. on on Mortal Kombat. So. Now, which games do you think have better story, Mortal Kombat or Injustice? I'm just curious what you think. I like the Mortal Kombat one more because mm-hmm. it's just dumb. Right. Like the Injustice ones because of the characters they're working with, mm-hmm. they have to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And well, I, the Injustice story is cool too. It's right, just right. I. You prefer the more. Yeah, Kombat. for sure. Okay, I was just kind of curious. All right. And so you played Wolfenstein: The New Order. I finished it. Okay. It is bombastic and crazy. I, yeah, man. I I know you're somewhat familiar with. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you go to outer space. You go to the moon. Do you kill Nazis on the moon? Yes. They were the, the... How'd they get to the moon? Well, it's the 60s. Okay. Cool. They don't really specify how. <laughs> but I mean, like, in, in spoiler for the new Colossus, you go to Mars? I think that's the case, yeah. Which is even crazier, and you meet Hitler. Yep. So, like, the second one gets even crazier, so I'm very excited to see what the third one's gonna do. Yeah. 
I do want to finish the old blood because the new blood is coming out in July, I believe, which is the the one with the twins. Mm-hmm. So this has been an interesting uh, trilogy, I guess you could call it, even though there's a couple spinoffs as well. Yeah, so that I assume the new one that they will probably announce at E3 will be the end of the trilogy. Right. And I'm sure it will be absolutely insane. Which they've pretty much just come out and said it's going to have Mecha Hitler. Well, I mean, it has to. Mm-hmm. It's going by what the original... I'm pretty swear. sure they've pretty much said that it's going to end with Mecha Hitler. Yeah. I would I wouldn't expect I would mm-hmm. expect nothing less right than Mecha Hitler. So, yeah, it's uh it's a fun first person shooter. I the one thing I didn't care for as much is like uh the controller when you shoot it doesn't quite vibrate. It doesn't give that tactile feel. I think they did a better job with the new Colossus just kind of making shooting just feel better. Okay. There's something about like I I guess I didn't you don't really appreciate it when you're playing a game that has it, but when you're playing a game that doesn't, and it just kind of feels a little empty. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you've you know had yeah, that experience. Sure. Uh, so we had both been playing SteamWorld Quest, which yes. I did not know until this exact moment. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I beat it. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. So the, the studio that develops this is called Image Inform Games, and they make all their games are called SteamWorld. Their first right. one was like SteamWorld Tower Defense or some yeah. shit. Then they made SteamWorld Dig, which was how they got really big, which is just like a weird digging mm-hmm. Terraria Minecraft-like game. Uh, and that got really popular. The one after that they made was SteamWorld Heist, which was uh, like an XCOM tactical mm-hmm. game. But it was still 2D. It was still 2D. And then they made a sequel to SteamWorld Dig. Right. Um, and now here we are at SteamWorld Quest, which, which we... is a turn-based RPG with cards. It is based on card yes. card battling, which we just talked about the Steamroll Dig Two, we did, yeah. not that long ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, this is uh, I haven't I've only gotten probably two three hours in, which I know it's a shorter game anyway. It took me like fifteen ish yeah, hours. Fifteen hours. Um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it so far. It seems like the very simple strategy is like. You have three characters out, and then you start with, what is it, five cards, I believe? Six yeah, cards? Yeah, five or six cards. Um, and then you want to match three cards, if you can, of the same character, so then you get, like, a bonus move. Mm-hmm. Is is that pretty much, like, the the top-level strats, or is there I something I mean, else? you don't necessarily always want to go for that combo. Mm-hmm. It depends what you have. So, right, right, the thing always. that normally takes me away from card-based games is... I usually don't like building decks from scratch mm. because then, like, I end up fucking it up and my cards don't have any synergy. This works for me because each person's deck is eight cards. Yeah. So, like, the margin for error is very low. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the way the card combat works is certain cards cost nothing and gain you steam, which mm-hmm. is, they count steam as a little gear icon at the top. Right. And then certain cards cost steam to mm-hmm. use. Which are generally more powerful cards. Um, and so, like like you said, yeah, if you get mm-hmm. three of the same character's cards in a row, they get a bonus action. Um, you probably haven't gotten to this point yet, but they can change the weapon they have equipped. Oh, no. So I that the, the thing that they get as the bonus action is different, oh, depending nice. on what that is. So you can change that to be what you mm-hmm. want to synergize. Um, is it the same three characters throughout, or do you get more? There are more characters. Okay. Um and yeah, I just I had a lot of fun with it. The mm-hmm. 
the combat is simple but also deep enough mm-hmm. that you can really experiment with all kinds of crazy shit. Right. Like the other two characters, their decks are very different things. Mm-hmm. I actually one of the characters I never used. Um, so I think I might go back in and try some of the there's there are like challenges you can mm-hmm. do. Uh and it it just I don't know, it's a fun game like the the plot is like really just really basic it starts out and it's like a children's book like a yeah like someone is reading a story to someone before they go to bed and it's about this girl named armily who really wants to be a hero but Mm. the hero guild in their town is essentially a shitty country club and they like look down on everyone else and they're like well you can't possibly be a hero because you don't have a membership or Mm. whatever uh, I, th- I want to say at the beginning of the game, like they start talking about space or something, and I was like, "Oh man, this would actually be a better story." They start talking about all kinds of yeah. weird stuff, like they break the fourth wall a lot, mm. and like refer to things that definitely would not exist in their weird mm. robot world. They have to eat as robots, which I always find weird. It, it it's fun and dumb. Near the end, it gets a little bit more serious, uh, but it never never like that much. Mm. So the the story is kind of like secondary to the right, right. strategy combat, but it's it's like a fun enough story that it's, yeah, it's yeah. whatever. And the combat was really what kept me going, I think, mm-hmm. um, because like as you get more cards and you can craft more cards and upgrade the cards you have, like it just I don't know. I found really interesting strategies to mm-hmm. absolutely obliterate the enemies. Like near the end, my main strategy was poison the enemy because it does a fuckload of damage then blind the enemy so they usually can't hit me and then just go buck wild Mm. uh and there's also cards you can get to make the enemy flinch so they can't go okay so like i got way too many flinch cards so you can really like shatter the battle system Mm. if you figure out the right combinations and some of it's fun like i the magic girl i got rid of her as soon as i could Mm. but i think you could do really crazy stuff with certain synergies between characters too would be yeah i've they been, set it up really well it's balanced yeah very well. and because it's on the switch um what i've been doing is because we because i'm marvel i kind of started so i started kind of re-watching all the marvel movies mm-hmm. so like i've been kind of playing and watching at the same time that's why i'm not too far into it so yeah that so but it, it works very well to just kind of have something in the background as you're playing because you don't have to like fully put 100% into the game. I, I don't know if like you had I a did, similar but experience. Oh, you did? Yeah, I focused on it. Mm. I, I try not to do anything else when I play games now because mm. I find that I remember nothing about them afterwards. Oh. I also, my memory I feel like is very bad recently. So mm. like when I... Now when I do something, I generally try to focus on just that because otherwise I like don't retain any of the knowledge. But that's just a personal. Yeah, yeah. I could see how you would not need to focus everything into mm-hmm. it, but I, I generally do now. So. Yeah, I'm usually listening to music or podcasts or doing something else while I'm playing. Yeah. As you. All right, so that's all we've been playing for yeah. this week. Uh, we're going to talk about our top five favorite Marvel movies. Yes spoilers if you haven't seen the marvel movies we won't talk about endgame really just because it's so new and i will i have i also am not talking about captain marvel are you no so the the two like 
two new ones that are still in theaters. Yeah. You I don't will, have to worry about. Yeah, I will not. We, I, I didn't think Captain Marvel would be in your top five. It's a pretty good movie. It's a solid it's movie. It's fine. But, like, it's hard. Like, there's 22 of them now, so... Oh, I also wanted to bring this up with the Mortal Kombat real quick. Yeah. I heard that Ronda Rousey's oh my performance God. was... I totally forgot about... Okay, one more thing. <laughs> Ronda Rousey is Sonya Blade in Mortal right. Kombat. Matt. It, oh, my God. I. It's so bad, mm. it takes me out of the experience. Yeah, yeah. Her voice acting is, it's, it's so bad. It's so fucking bad. Not to mention that she's just like a shitty person in real life and mm. is like a Sandy Hook truther and all this other crazy shit. She is like the worst voice actress of all time. <laughs> and the only other time I can remember seeing her act because I don't watch wrestling right. was in that Fast and the Furious movie where she's wearing that fucking heinously ugly gold dress and she fights Vin Diesel in that oh. room and says like, Ooh, time to fight or something. And uh, I was like, whoa. That was six? <laughs> yeah, seven? six or seven. God, that was when... They he were, unlooses the beast. They were in the Middle East, right? Yeah, they drive hotel. through the fucking... Oh, man, <laughs> that part's so sick. Anyways, Ronda Rousey's the worst part of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, her voice acting is so bad. Like, it's crazy how bad mm. it is. Especially because you have, like, famous voice actors. Like, the guy who voices Spike in Cowboy Bebop, Steve Blum. Mm -hmm. He's Raiden. Is that his name? Steve Blum? I think I that's it. But he voices Raiden. Like, it's very good. Right. The guy who voices Sub-Zero is very good. Like, they all are actual professional voice actors. And it all actually sounds really good. Right. And then she talks and you're like... Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! How did that make it through? How did they not go like we need to get somebody else to do this? They could have had any other WWE person. They could have had fucking. They could have had Xavier Woods be Cyrax. They right. could have had fucking John Cena be Johnny Cage, and like it would have worked. Mm -hmm. She is not. It sounds like one of those things where, like, sometimes you hear a line and they're like, whoa, mm -hmm. they could have done another take on that one, but they said, fuck it. Imagine if that was for every one of her lines. I heard it's so bad that you actually hear her turn the pages. In oh, her... I, okay, I have not heard that, uh, okay. but I also rarely ever mm -hmm. use or fight against Sonya. Okay. So, yeah, I don't like playing Sonya anyways, but boy, the voice acting is fucking mm. just a real shit show. Yeah, so bad. So I wanted to just kind of yeah, bri thanks briefly for that. bring oh, that up. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I tried to block that out of my fucking brain. <laughs> it's so bad. Holy yeah. fuck! All right, Marvel top five. Marvel Manny. top five. Why don't you start? Let me pull up my list. My number five is Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. I when that movie came out. I did not know what to expect from it. Mm -hmm. I especially did not expect it to be as genuinely funny as it right, was. Right, right. I don't know that I have seen it since that initial time. Mm -hmm. I, no, that's not true. I saw it again. But I still thought it was funny. And like the way they mm -hmm. integrated the music and everything. Yes. I really like Chris Pratt. Bradley Cooper as fucking Rocket. Uh, there, there, there is a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Batista is Drax, mm -hmm. and he doesn't suck. And then you have Vin Diesel. Vin, D yeah. Oh, who could forget? <laughs> I love. Yeah, Vin Diesel is Groot. Yeah. I mean, he, he does a 
And even Zoe Saldana as uh, Gamora is very good. Like they, they, which is weird because she's also the green chick in, um, not X Men, uh, Star Trek. Oh, green chicks unite! Uh, it's weird. I, that is did, weird. You didn't know that? I didn't think about that. Oh but, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that movie the the cast just has such good synergy. It's right, genuinely right. funny. There's a lot of there's there's perfect chemistry. Yeah, and despite the fact that like that movie does actually have pretty high stakes, mm-hmm. um, they I don't know they just did a very good job with it. Yeah, James yeah. Gunn is a great director. Mm-hmm. I did not feel similarly about the second movie, but. I'm trying to remember, like, they... What happened in that movie? They... Ronan... Or not Ronan. What the fuck is that guy's name? Because I, I, I'm getting, like, the first and the second one kind of, like, mixed together at this mm. point. See, I couldn't tell you exactly what happened because it's been so long since I've right. seen it. Um, but I just... I know that I like it very much. Yeah, I, I remember it's it's an extremely funny movie. I don't know why I'm blanking on, like, because I, as I said, I'm just kind of mashing the two together. Well, that's at the end when Groot, like, sacrifices himself or whatever to save them. What do you mean? And then it becomes little. That was in the second one. No, that was the first one. Oh, yeah, because he was little because, yeah. because then, then this, the, that's, you're right, because then he's, like, growing up in the, the, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the, they were on that planet and it's, like, exploding. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that, or no, the planet exploding is the second one. It's the ship that's exploding in the first one. Okay. So maybe he was little in the second one as he well. He was little in the second one, but he was like a... Yeah, he was a small kid, and then he became mm. a teen. Right, okay. Because yeah. now he's a teen. In yeah. The... Okay. So he was little throughout the entire movie of the second yes. one. Yes. Okay. I was not as charmed by that character as I was with large Groot. I don't know. Like, I like the, the little Groot. Remember when they're in the jail? And then he's like, bring me... Was it the hand? It was... No, it was... It was just bring... Oh, the arrow thing. Mm-hmm. For the... For... Oh, yeah. And then he brought it like a foot at one point. <laughs> um, the prison scene in the original Guardians of the Galaxy movie was one of my favorite scenes oh, yes, in yes. that movie where him and Rocket fight all yeah, the people. Yeah, yeah it just, it's a really good movie. It's and funny. then Rocket takes the guy's arm just because he wants it. <sighs> Boy. Too good. Yeah. Which that's somewhere they all Wait, There are prison scenes in both of those movies. Yes. Because mm-hmm. in the first one... It just starts out where he he's was it an Infinity Stone or what? yeah Quill finds the is that the Power Stone the Power I Stone think so. and then they're all fighting over the Power Stone at the very beginning yeah and then that's when they kind of form together mm-hmm. so yeah that's what I got for that one yeah uh, my number five is Ant Man okay I this narrowly made my list I almost put Ant Man I was looking at like ranking. Uh, Marvel movies, and almost every list I saw had Ant Man at the bottom. See, and I, I don't just agree shocked. with that. I loved Ant Man. Yeah, I mean, like I think Paul Rudd is just—he's charismatic enough to like him, and it—and it is just such a small focused movie. Maybe it's not a great quote unquote Marvel superhero movie, but it is. I think it's a solid movie because all it is is just a heist movie. You know, it is. And I like. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone who really likes the Fast and the Furious. Right. I am a big fan of that. Uh, and I think his supporting cast is, is very good. Yes. 
And then that final scene when they're when he's fighting the wasp in the uh, on the little train. <laughs> it's so good. In, in that little girl's robe. I, yeah. It's just I don't know. There's as I said, it's a very charming movie that I think as a standalone movie is one of the best. Like as it's a, a standalone, standalone film, which yes. is what I think a majority of my the reasons I like Marvel movies are that as mm-hmm. if they stand alone. Um, boy, T.I. is really funny in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He's my favorite character in that movie. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Ant-Man is uh, just, as I said, it's very focused. And and that's actually my list pretty much as well. It, they're all pretty much just smaller focused movies. Yeah. Well, one of mine is not. It, one, but... Me too. <laughs> and I think it's the, the one repeating. Probably. Well, um, yeah, it, I don't know. I liked Ant Man a lot. Mm. I I thought about putting that on my list over Guardians, but I ended up not. Mm. If if you had asked me on a different day, I might have. <laughs> I still don't think this list is very definitive for me. Um, my number four is uh, Doctor Strange. Okay. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is a good actor. I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah. that whole movie is great. I the, I think they got his origin story very correct. Yes. And it, it, and it's a very interesting backstory It is. Well. And that movie could also stand very much on its own. Yeah. Because it was in the introduction to the magic side right. of the Marvel Universe, which they had already introduced the space part. Mm-hmm. And they had already introduced, like, the regular part. And I guess the, like, god part with Thor. But they had not done the magic stuff, which for me was like, this is the point where everyone in pop culture, like just regular people, will be like, we're all on board with the mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe, or they will jump off the ship mm-hmm. because we're fucking going to the magic special realm with Dormammu over mm-hmm. here. Um, the fucking surgeon becomes a magician man. Like, right. this is where some people jump ship. Thankfully, that did not happen. No, it seems like... Uh, People jumped on even yeah, more. Yeah, they just did a good job of making him like an absolute asshole mm. in the beginning, and then him coming to terms with himself and what he needed to do. Right, becoming very good at magic. Uh, becoming like pretty much the, the best. best. Yeah, the his uh, Asian co-star there, mm. Benedict Wong, very good yeah. as well. Just like <laughs> so much of that movie, I thought was also fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I can't wait for the second Doctor Strange. Is that confirmed? It is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that'll be so. very interesting. I don't know a ton about Doctor Strange, and the only villain I know is Dormammu. Like Shumagorath, and uh, oh. there are a couple others I can't think of off the top of my head. But they they can do all kinds of whatever what the fuck ever they want now at this point. So yeah. yeah, he's just very fun. Yeah, the Eye of Agamotto, man, the Time Stone, and his. Mm-hmm. Uh, too good yeah rewinding time is cool right then when he does that the few times that's what i got very solid film uh my number four is uh spider-man homecoming okay i uh that's just another one that you know just a decent standalone thing it's actually but that one iron man is in that movie that is true so like i agree with that Mm -hmm. it just seems weird that they like really tried to cram it in there well, I think because he's so young in the movie, and that, he that might has to be, be maybe you're right because like he's only what, like fifteen, something like that, yeah. And so, and a lot of it is just it's not even where Iron Man's in the movie; 
he's more or less just calling Iron Man. It, like, Iron Man is just not listening to him at all. Mm-hmm. And it is... It, oh, who was the villain? Vulture. Vulture, which, I mean, like, of all the Spider-Man villains to go with, they went with Vulture. And it was really weird because it, Vulture's, like, fucking really old. Yeah. And they did not make him really old no, in no. this movie. But they at least made it work, sh- shockingly. It did. I, I think that movie works well on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. Like, they do a good job of making him like an irresponsible ish teen you're right who like really wants to be cool and mm-hmm. like contribute and all right, that. it's right. just fun to watch like you're mm-hmm. like wow they he's just a well-defined character I right think, i think yeah because there was that scene on the the ferry when he he really fucks it up and then the ferry splits in half and then he tries to fix it and then he doesn't fix it and then and that, i guess that was the big falling out because that's when Iron Man came in and took his suit away. Yeah. I'm interested because Nick Fury is the person who replaces Iron Man's role in the next movie. Mm. So, very excited to see some Samuel L. Jackson in there. (coughs) With a kid. He also seems like, yeah, he will not do well with a kid. (laughs) The way they wrote Nick Fury in this one. Uh, He also will be marginally less forgiving, I feel. Very, very... (laughs) So I'm pretty excited about that. I think Far From Home is going to be good, also. Yeah. As a, which that's like a school trip. Right? Get to Europe. Oh, they, so it's they gonna... fight Mysterio, who is Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> okay, I haven't really looked into the movie too much. Yeah. I, I typically try not to. I don't want to spoil things for myself, yeah. especially with movies. But yeah, they fight. They fight Mysterio. Jake Gyllenhaal. The trailer is confusing because it makes it seem like Mysterio is a good guy, but mm. it looks like he's fighting his own illusion. To like try to make people think he's a good guy or something. I we'll mm. we'll see when the movie right. actually comes out. But I, I it looks very good, and it will be the current end of the phase that we are in now. So right. After that, they will actually truly announce all the movies, like when they're coming out or the time frame for which they. Which they I, come out. do you think they'll be adding new ones? They have to, I think. So. I, they can't just have what they have now. I don't right. Because. Not spoilers. Well, I mean, no, right, but I, just, I, mean I, I honestly think that if they don't add the Fantastic Four, they will be making a grave error. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Okay. <clears throat> God, imagine a good Fantastic Four movie. I can't, uh, but we'll see. I, I don't even care if the Fantastic Four are there. I just want Doctor Doom, mainly. Uh, but I mean, they did that with the last phase, right? Like they had sequels to a lot of them, but then they mm. also added Spider-Man and Black Panther, right? And well, and Captain Marvel. So like, they have new character. Well, and Doctor Strange, or was it Doctor Strange was three, I think, because that was like twenty. Well, this is Phase Three. Phase Four will be what it is. Oh, now. yeah, I guess you're right. I don't I remember. Phase... I don't remember. Ultron must have been the end of Phase Two. I just can't remember. Yeah, because it was Avengers Ultron. There was yeah, they, they well whatever they introduced a bunch of mm. like new characters in the most recent one so right. I think they have to do that again at least to just like keep new characters mm-hmm. coming into it to not stagnate it a little bit <laughs> which yeah I think they will yeah I just don't know what they'll add now because they they kept claiming that the Inhumans was gonna be a movie in the next one mm. we'll see yeah <laughs> all right my number three is Infinity War. Okay. Um, it was so good. I, yeah. Like, and it doesn't stand alone, obviously. No, but it no. is, like, 
a culmination of all those things that have been happening for years and years. It brings in every character, with mm-hmm. kind of the exclusion of Hawkeye. <laughs> and Ant-Man. Well, oh yeah, that's true. But he was doing his own thing. Ant-Man and Wasp took place at the same time as Infinity War, so... Right. Well, right before... Or right before. Well, then, the ending. Right, right. That's why uh, I said yeah. right before. Um, I don't know. Like, of all of these movies, if I think about them in my head, Infinity War is probably the one that I will remember the most about forever. Mm-hmm. And it's just because it is that ridiculous, like, fan service team-up thing. Like what yes. I always what I always think about is the scene when Scarlet Witch and Vision are being attacked at night in that town, mm-hmm. and the train goes by, right? And then Captain America and with his, uh, with, his with, hot, his, with his posse are there, and you're like, "This is so sick!" With his hot beard, yeah. And you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah this yeah, is I'm the, into this. this." You're like, "I this is the, my, the best part of the movie." See. I like the part where Thor meets the Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's also good as that well. That is a fantastic scene. Because yeah. you have Chris Pratt changing his voice to make it deeper. <laughs> you have Drax calling uh, Thor like a pirate angel. <laughs> and Chris Pratt is definitely getting offended by it. And I don't know. that I That was a fantastic scene. I Most of the scenes in that movie mm. I feel like are fantastic. Like... Spider-Man going to mm. space, and right. even though he was not supposed to be there at all, mm-hmm. even in the fucking beginning, like the part where Loki gets crushed and mm-hmm. they kill Heimdall, like it, just all of it is so well crafted. Yes, the fucking even them going to see the the forge and making Stormbreaker mm-hmm. with Thor, like Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is a giant dwarf. <laughs> yeah, that part I could do. I guess the part where he was there I could do without. But I don't know. Like I think that it, it adds something. It was weird. <laughs> and then just like that whole final battle sequence is fantastic. Fantastic. Like all around, mm-hmm. everything that happens in it is so cool. Thor coming in and oh, so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like the way Bucky and Rocket team up. Like just anything that happens is so so good. Mm-hmm. The last part is so devastating. Like right. just when they all turn to dust and oh, fucking stupid Spider Man and his. I don't feel so good, Mr. Starkline. Like, ah, oh, just so good. And even though it isn't a great standalone, there is at least some decent character development. There is. With, there's a lot of good with, character development with Thanos specifically. Yeah, and it, but it like that also. I mean, so is Endgame, but it is like right. the true culmination of all of these things happening. Yes, which is like crazy because I. I didn't know what to expect going into that movie, mm-hmm. you know, because like it's very easy. It would have been very easy for them to completely fumble yes. writing and keeping that many characters in play at any given mm-hmm. time. But they did it like expertly. Yeah. Like there was no point in that movie where I was like, I feel overwhelmed. There are too many characters, which could have so easily mm-hmm. happened. I feel like they somehow balanced that like perfectly. I think they did a better job balancing it in uh, in Infinity War. Over so do Endgame. I. <laughs> So do I. It were like I almost had Infinity War in my top five. Yeah. It it is yes. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, hey, this is okay, but I've seen it two more times since because they it's on Netflix yeah, now. Yeah. So 
I really liked it the first time, and mm. I also continued to like it the second yeah. time. So I, I, the more I've watched it, the more I like it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of have a feeling that's how I'm going to feel about End End War or Endgame. Uh, I don't I th- know. Not for me. I don't mm. think. I think I'll like it a little more. I think I will enjoy watching half of it. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. We talked about maybe having a spoiler cast of that, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't. Mm. I feel so bad when I talk about it because I feel like I just want to dumpster most of it. And not really say mm. a lot of like, oh, this part was really cool mm-hmm. things. Because like a lot of it is cool, but I also have a lot of complaints, mm. I think. I, I definitely need to see it again right, in right. order to fully... Appreciate it. Yeah. So... Right. Number three. What do you got? My number three is Doctor Strange. Okay. I figured that was going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we already we talked already, about yeah, it. We already, yeah. So. I saw that with you, right? Is you me and Nukia? Probably. Yeah, that was great. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. All right, what's your number two? My number, oh, I don't even need to look anymore. It's Black Panther. Okay. Uh, I waffled back and forth, and I still am not positive Black Panther could be my favorite Marvel movie, possibly. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be number one. I I wavered on this. I thought about it a lot, but... I know what your number one is, then. I love Black Panther. Yeah. It is one of the only Blu-rays I own, mm. and it is... Fuck, dude. I just... I think about the first trailer where they had... Uh, Run the Jewel song, Legend Has It, mm-hmm. that might be my favorite movie trailer of all time. Like, it is, as soon as I saw that trailer, I was like, this is it. This movie's gonna be so fucking awesome. They, I don't, everything about that movie, they did so correct for me. Like, they got the characterization of those characters. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they did a super good job. The action scenes were fucking ridiculous. Killmonger is like... Michael B. Jordan in that role is... It's, like, perfect. That was going to be my one critique, is who's the actor who's, like, um... Uh... Who it's Michael B. Jordan, and then who's, uh... Uh, Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. Black Panther. I think... I... Michael B. Jordan's performance made him more likable than Black Panther, in my opinion. That's fair. but So that is the thing that I think is kind of weird about Black Panther, is it does stand alone, mm-hmm. but the setup is in Civil War. Right. Because, I mean, you don't need that context, but it gives no, more, no. because he is sort of, like, established as already being the Black Panther in yeah, that yeah. movie, so it's like he's already done it. Which I like that because sometimes origin stories are rough for me to watch. They're just mm-hmm. painful. So like this kind of skips that a little bit because he just becomes the king and he already was Black Panther by eating the flower or whatever. Um, but yeah, just everything yeah. about it, man. When they fly into Wakanda for the first time, mm. just fuck, man. Yeah, I think Michael B. Jordan might be the... S- like he is the I he does a very good performance. In that, he might be the second best villain or charismatic villain. Yeah, I I, I have to give it to Loki as number one. But what uh, I but think yeah. is great about Killmonger is like he's not wrong. No, like there nothing that he says in that movie is incorrect. And what I like is that Black Panther can't be like. He, you're wrong he just Mm. is like no yeah like you're i agree Mm -hmm. i think you're going about this the wrong way right and then they have to fight because of that and it's just like it is just fuck man 
I yeah. love that movie. The soundtrack is like 12 out of 10 for me. It's mm-hmm. so good. Um, that whole fucking scene where they fight Claw in Tokyo. I think about that all the time. Just the fight choreography of that whole anytime they fight mm-hmm. in that movie is some next level shit. And Ryan Coogler mm-hmm. is also going to be directing Space Jam. So I hope that they have fight scenes that are as good in Space mm-hmm. Jam. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I've watched that movie like fucking a hundred times. Really? I saw it like four times in theaters and <laughs> now I own the Blu-ray. Wow. So, yeah, man. <laughs> All right. My number two is Civil War. Okay, I almost put Civil War on my list. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just because that's another one where it's like, oh, you're proving that the culmination of this is actually happening and it is working. That was really, yes. I mean, like, all my other ones are just standalone things. This one is very no. much not. And it also is weird that this is a Captain America movie. Which is, it's not. No, I, they no. just had to say that because, right. the, the, yeah. Like, that was the end of Captain America's quote-unquote trilogy. Yeah. And it is very much an Avengers movie. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> because you just have, I mean, there's what, ten characters? I mean, all... Something like that, Because yeah. <clears throat> I think each side has five at the... The airport scene. Mm-hmm. And this is where you get introduced to Black Panther, Spider-Man, which you get very... I got very excited about both of those characters. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, Black Panther. And that's really the first time you see Ant-Man outside of Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Strange was not in it, correct? No, he was not. But... Yeah, that whole fight scene at the airport right, right. and the quips they give to each other yeah. are so, so <laughs> awesome. Ant-Man going huge there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just thoroughly enjoy pretty much that entire movie. Yeah. I, I know you don't like the first Captain America movie, but the other two are very solid films. They are very good, yes. I, I agree with that. But... As we've discussed, the second one is very much a Captain America. This one, I don't think it should be called Captain America. No, I also <laughs> do not think that. I think it should have been called Avengers Civil War. <laughs> is this where they introduce Falcon, or is that the second one? That's a good question that I don't remember. Because, like, I think I want to say, like, Bucky was introduced. Bucky was introduced in... He was introduced in Winter Soldier. But he becomes, like, part of the team here. Mm, he was still... Because, like, they were track, trying to track him down, and that's why Captain America left. Yeah. Because he wanted to protect Bucky. That is true. So I guess, like, he was still a villain in uh, the second one. Yeah. Winter Soldier, because, like, he's the Winter the Soldier. Winter Soldier. And then I guess this one is when he kind of becomes Bucky and not the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Civil War. Alright, so my favorite one you already know. It mm-hmm. is The Winter Soldier. Which we were just talking about. That movie about. is so <laughs> fucking good. Like, outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. I guess I would say this about Black Panther now too, but like Winter Soldier is probably like in my top ten favorite movies period of all time. Wow. Because even outside of it being a Marvel movie, right. like it is just a good movie like mm-hmm. them going like he basically the 90 percent of the movie is him on a road trip with black widow mm-hmm. 
And it's just so good. Like, the development of the chemistry between those two characters is awesome. The fact that they have to, like, hide who they are and they're, like, on the mm. run. Like, it just is... All of it works so well. And I love Chris Evans so much. And I know you love that elevator scene. It's so good! <laughs> it is so good! Fuck, man. It... Dude, I will watch that scene any day. <laughs> so, like, there are a couple fight scenes and things that I think mm-hmm. are amazing. Two of them are in the Daredevil shows, the fucking hallway fight yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a masterpiece of cinematography. Which, that's one of the earliest episodes. I think that might be one of the first. Yeah, and that is amazing. They mm-hmm. do another one in the second season that is, like, on par with that one. Not quite as good, but mm-hmm. it still is awesome. That elevator fight scene is, like masterful shit and it and it's just very it's all just melee combat and it's so sick right um the fact that it like really introduces that hydra has infiltrated Mm -hmm. like basically every aspect of society is really dope Mm -hmm. uh because you get that just real shithead guy who is the one that was really pushing for the whole reason civil war happens which i as i've been going through he makes an appearance in Thor, mm. which I ne- I never noticed that before. Yeah. But now that I'm kind of going back through, I was like the the first Thor movie, you see that character. He's at the facility when the hammer's down, and then they're trying to like pull the hammer out of. Oh, Hawkeye the... was there too. Yes, Hawkeye, yeah. which is where you you get introduced to Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that one guy who was part of Hydra, mm-hmm. I I guess that's really kind of where you first see him. Yeah, and so. Everything. Mm-hmm. I, I you give me Samuel Jackson in a movie, I'm there. Mm-hmm. And him as Nick Fury in that movie is great. Even though I knew he would live when he got shot in the drive-by, I was so worried that Samuel Jackson was gonna die, and mm-hmm. I would have cried in that movie if he had died. <laughs> but he did not. And oh, fuck. And then it was just to flush out Hydra. Masterful shit, dude. God, that movie's so fucking good. And then they talk to the fucking. The sweet Nazi robot brain guy? Oh, On yeah. the computer program? It's so... Oh, fucking what a great movie. Mm-hmm. I love it. It makes me so excited to think about it. Yeah. I should watch it again right now. <laughs> <sighs> See, that is one where I've only seen it probably like three times, and it is because I don't want to burn myself out on it mm. because I just like watching it so much. Right. So I would rather like see it once every couple of years and then be reminded of like, wow... This elevator fight scene rules. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I usually like to watch them about once a year. That doesn't burn me out. I do not do that. I usually don't rewatch movies very often, mm. or anything really very often. And so. as you know, I do you regularly. Do, yeah. So, <laughs> which means that something because I've seen Black Panther like a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I was so shocked. I was like, wait, why have you seen this one so uh, many times? Yeah, I don't know. The Winter Soldier. I feel like because it's not all action like a lot of it is just talking Mm. and like them trying to like solve a mystery type thing i feel like that would that's less exciting on multiple rewatches if you just watch it all the time Mm -hmm. whereas like i will watch black panther punch a man anytime because it will continue to Mm -hmm. be exciting for me that elevator fight scene will forever be right right that's so sick would you say captain america the winter soldier has more as higher highs but also a little lower lows with mm. just like the non-action. Probably, yeah. I think. Where like it seems like 
uh, Black Panther hits a certain yeah, and then just, just, just stays, stays there. there the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. All right, so what's your number one here? It's Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy. of the Galaxy. I knew it was gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> I, I I'm a huge Chris Chris Pratt fan. Yes. I mean, I I pretty much started watching him. Uh, the first season of Parks and Rec. Yeah, same. Because, I mean, like, I was a huge Office fan. Still am. Yeah. So, I mean, like, when that was on TV, I... And it's just so weird seeing him now in these action movies. It is weird. But he's, he's still... like, a dumb, funny guy. Yeah, yeah, he's still, like... Jurassic Park, it's weird. Because he's not as, like, the dumb, funny guy. But in this, it, like, works perfectly. Mm-hmm. Even though he's still, like, really fit. I, I don't know. There's just there's just something about the chemistry of the entire cast that just works. Yeah. And and they are genuinely just a lot of them are just genuinely funny. Yeah, I agree with that. So if this was outside of the MCU and mm-hmm. I was going to say what is your favorite Marvel movie, my answer would be different now because it would be Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. Cuz but I did not say that because I was specifically going MCU. MCU. But Into the Spider-Verse would, by like, I think an obscene margin, so the, be my number one. That's got to be a, like close to your number one of all time like movie. It's so good. Because you said like there's a couple MCU movies that are maybe in your top ten. Possibly. I would have to think about it. I don't watch that many movies anymore, mm-hmm. so I can't really. But... Every day, I almost buy the Blu-ray. Someday it will be on sale mm-hmm. just enough where I'll be like, all right, fine. This is it. Yeah. I'm trying to think. It'd probably still say Guardians, because, like, the X-Men movies well, can be... Well, because, yeah, those are rough. I, I like mean... Days of Future Past a lot as someone who likes X-Men, because mm-hmm. I think they did a good job, but, like, boy, does that franchise have some real lows. I need to watch Logan. Apocalypse is so bad that it is... insane he's such a cool character though i know and it hurts me deep inside (laughs) because apocalypse is amazing Mm -hmm. like literally they could have just made a separate movie franchise for the age of apocalypse and my mind would have blown up Mm -hmm. but instead they just fucking fight him in the worst way and olivia munn is there as psylocke ruining psylocke what oh god damn it yeah i which i just i don't get it I don't understand how they could go from First Class, which was pretty good, to Days of Future Past, which I liked even more and Mm -hmm. I still think was pretty good, to then going to Apocalypse and being like, whoa. And then they went to Logan, which is apparently like their best one. Which, yeah, but I mean, that's based on that story, Old Man Logan, so I Mm -hmm. would expect that to be good regardless because it's more, like, that's just a good story overall. It's probably hard to fuck that up, I think. Yeah, I was moments away from seeing that movie, but because of my issues with blood, right. in the theater I looked up beforehand, I was like, how bloody is Logan? And I read a description of the first scene, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, guess we should go do something else, because <laughs> I will have to leave the theater immediately and have wasted $10. Mm. Yeah, Deadpool is pretty solid. I don't like Deadpool as a character, so I probably would not enjoy that. I'm not a huge fan of the character, but I, those movies are well done, at least. Yeah, like I, in comic books, when mm-hmm. he got super popular, I was so mad. 
because he would cross over into literally everything. Like, he was literally on X-Force mm-hmm. in X-Men. So it was, like, their weird murder task force that is deathly serious mm-hmm. because they are specifically a black ops organization to kill mutant enemies for Cyclops without regular people knowing about it mm-hmm. so they don't have to deal with it. And when they added Deadpool, I was like, come on, man. <laughs> He, which he actually had a really good arc in that mm-hmm. because he like meets his well, whatever. And he he ended up being mm-hmm. kind of cool in it, but just your weird fourth wall breaking it right. becomes very unnecessary after a certain point. People really like those movies though, and yeah. I also would not be able to watch those. I think because of the blood aversion. I don't think if they're that bloody. Well, someday maybe I'll watch it. I hope they just fold that right over into the MCU. Oh my god! I hope they just whoop, here we go. <laughs> I mean, like, you're not going to find a better actor for Deadpool. No, I, which I don't think they should recast a lot of those actors if they bring them over. Like, I, despite the fact that Michael Fassbender is way too young to be playing Magneto at this point, I still think that him and James McAvoy mm-hmm. are, like, the best characters you could pick. Right. Unless you just go back to Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. And you can't do that. Cause, like, you can't. How- how much longer do they have? You're right. So you can't. I just, don't want to like. You can't sad. just do that. But like, I think that most of those characters that they have casted in a lot of those roles are good, mm-hmm. despite the fact that the only person for all time that I can see as Wolverine is Hugh Jackman, even though he's done with it completely now, mm-hmm. or so he says. Until they until Disney throw like- him into the Scrooge <laughs> McDuck money pit and say it's too bad, you have mm-hmm. to be Wolverine now. Uh, <laughs> Because that's like, when people want them to cross over the X-Men into that universe, as someone who really loves X-Men, I right. don't think they should do that. Because at that point, you are introducing too many characters, in my opinion. But like, Wolverine is one of the main Avengers. Right. So like, if you had him as like the person that interacts with them, I think something like that could work. But I... I can't wait to see what their Phase 4 plans are, because if they, like, introduce Fantastic Four and X-Men and, like, other weird shit, like, if they just fold Deadpool right mm-hmm. over into that in the way it is, it'd be awesome. Which is basically what they're doing. They're folding Deadpool into X-Men, and it, it, it works well Yeah, enough. so. <clears throat> I am excited to see where they go from here. Yeah. I believe that it will never reach this height again. No, no. Um, Especially because now they have tried to say that they are not building towards one thing like Avengers. They are trying to build towards two separate things. So Mm. I would bet one is just in space Mm -hmm. and one is on Earth, if Mm. I had to guess. But we'll see. Mm -hmm. Which... They could also just use really... Well, I guess I don't want to say stuff about Endgame, but they could really easily like contrive some dumb bullshit to just bring them all in right now. Mm. They could, but it. My impression is a lot of those actors, like Robert Downey Jr., has been doing this since two thousand eight. I assume he's ready to. No, no, I mean like the X Men characters oh. and like the Fantastic Four. They could easily. There are. A, there's a loophole that they could just be like. Here it is, man. And that'd be... It would mm-hmm. work and be fine. And Professor X becomes, like, the new leader of pretty much Marvel. Oh, they should not do that. 
especially with where they went with Professor Xavier's character in modern years, yeah. where he is actually technically a villain because he, like, incepted them all secretly with his brain powers into becoming X-Men. So you want Mag- And then a lot of them died. You want Magneto to be the leader. I do, because he's a better <laughs> character. I love Magneto, except for the weird plot arc where he was with Rogue and mm-hmm. she was, like, fucking 20-something and he was, like, 70, and you're like, this is not right, and we... What about Gambit? <laughs> he was very upset about the mm-hmm. whole ordeal. Would you say Into the Spider Verse is probably your favorite, um, just superhero movie in general? Probably. Mm-hmm. It was very good. I, I guess I can't say that definitively until I watch it a few more times. Right. But it's really good. Because I think I have to go with Wonder Woman for me personally. Interesting. I guess I just don't. As a character, I think she's okay. Mm. I feel like with her, I, she falls into the same like weird generic thing that I don't really like about like World War One Captain America and like Superman mm-hmm. is that they just feel like too flawless. Mm. You know what I mean? I which I that's not to say I don't think you can't write a good Wonder Woman story, and I right. think they did with that movie. Right. It just for me, something about it is like kind of bland. Mm. Which is generally why I like Marvel characters more than I like DC characters in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. I think they because really... they never introduce the weirder side of the DC stuff in those movies. No, like where's my man Swamp Thing? Where is he at? They can't. Oh, we can't get into talking about this, but they canceled that show. They were supposed to film two more episodes, and they told them that we're stopping filming because I think mm. they're going to shut down their streaming service. Yikes. They told them, yeah, you had an ending that was going to happen in two episodes, but like now we'll just rewrite it so this is the ending. Mm. <laughs> I waited so long for the show. You can't yeah. do this to me. Must have not you know, done very well. Young Justice does the kind of stuff that I want to see from the DC mm-hmm. Universe. Bring in all the people. Anyone you can think of. All right, but that'll do it yeah. for us. We will be back again in two weeks. As always, uh, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Check them out. They're dope. We will catch you guys in two weeks. Peace out. <laughs>